0: Right, fried potatoes. One oh potato,
1: God. two potatoes, three potatoes more. Five potatoes, six potatoes, seven possible.
2: potatoes more. And One potato, two potatoes, three potatoes more. Potato. Five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes more. Potatoes.
1: Welcome to the Potato League Podcast with your hosts, Dan and Tom. Thanks, TJ. Thank you, TJ. Uh, welcome to episode 306. I only know that because I'm looking at episode 305 on my desktop right now. Nice. Um, it's been a couple weeks? Two. couple weeks? It's been yeah. two weeks. Um, my movie watching slowed down a little bit early March. I kind of, After uh, I was doing the one-a-day thing up through February, and then I just thought that was, for me at least, that's unsustainable and I will stop enjoying it. Mm-hmm. So now it's okay if I don't watch a movie uh, in a day. I'm still... I think I'm, what is it, thirteenth? I've probably watched eight or nine
2: this month. So, say, so. Certainly doesn't help that everything coming out right now is three fucking. No hours shit.
1: Long. I was gonna, I I was gonna talk to you about that actually, but like, <laughs> we bitch about movie length a lot. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, part of it is like, oh man, everything I want to see is fucking over two yeah. hours and twenty minutes. Yeah. And I just, I I guess. For most of my life, I had this uh, this. It was set in my head that movies are between an hour and thirty minutes. If it's a comedy or rom com type thing, mm-hmm. up to like two ten if it's heavy shit. Yeah. And then like the there's like the the Godfathers yeah. of the world that are three hours. And there's like one of those every ten years. Yeah. You know, every ten years you get a Schindler's List, which I also watched in the last couple of weeks. I'm fucking killing myself with these <laughs> Holocaust movies. Um, but
2: our movies a good film to recommend against that. Are, That's also World War 2 based.
1: Our movies ju- good. Are movies just longer now? Or is it that is it the movies that you and I want to watch? I think
2: I mean I feel like they now have more permission to be longer. It's not like like you said reserved for that one big prestige film because like this fucking week uh, I'm on my I'll be I'll be finishing it in the third setting of West Side Story. Which I fucking How long is it? Two hours and fifty minutes, just about. Yeah. And I love it. It's so good. But again, as an adult, I hate to say it like this, with a job and shit, three hours out of your day is a fucking commitment. You
1: know I also don't That's have That's like the one patience. fifth of
2: the time I'm awake.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm also not patient enough.
2: I can be like like well, I'm sure we'll talk about it. Batman. I was fine. Yeah, sitting through it. I think the theater has well, theater like, is different.
1: Theater is different. Theater is different.
2: Another one that's nominated for an Academy War, uh, Drive My Car. Right. Which I really really want to see. It's it's based on a short story by Murakami. Who, which it's on. I love. It's on HBO yeah. Max. I think. But right now I'm like three fucking hours, man. Yeah. I can watch two two movies in that time. Yeah. And part of me is like. Oh, yeah. Back to my stats. It's all about the stats, but yeah, three hours of a ch- is a chunk, and I'm sure it's going to be great. Right. But I have to be in a very set mood because again, <clears throat> it's not something. Because again, come home from work, I have about an hour before Andrea gets home, so I'm usually prepping dinner in that hour. Right. Andrea comes home, we we watch we eat dinner and watch usually a cooking show while we eat dinner.
1: Right. Then it's that's se- weird. We watch murder shows.
2: Oh well, <laughs> well, then it's seven o'clock. Yeah. And it's like, I am not going to start a three hour movie at seven. I'm right. just not. Right. Um, so then it's like, okay, well, I'll save that for a weekend.
1: Do you want to hear a weird thing? What? <laughs> it would have been great if you'd like, no, I'm going to keep it fucking going. <laughs> uh, I'm making a point here, dude. I am more likely to start a three hour movie later in the evening because then I know going in, I'm not going to finish it. Like, yeah. fucking hang around this for an hour. Yeah. I'll start it at 11.
2: Well, that's kind you know? of what I've been doing with my Mads movies, because they've all been between usually an hour and a half to two hours.
1: Yeah. Like they should be.
2: I'll usually end up watching like an hour or so of it at night, yeah. and then usually like 30 to 45 minutes of it the next morning. Sure. Because I wake up at about 6.30. I was doing that 6:15. for a while. 6.15. I don't have to be to work until like 8.15, so I don't have to leave for work until 8. It doesn't take me long to get ready for work. Right. So I'll usually sit and watch the rest of the movie that I started the night before that morning, and then I'm like, why did not I just start watching a new one every morning?" And I'm like, "No, because then if it's really good, I'm not going to want to leave for work." And that's what I'm accidentally calling in. You know, oh, my car won't start. I'll be <laughs> I'll be a bit late because I gotta I gotta finish Flame and Citron. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been doing a lot is watching half of it at night and then the half the other half of the next morning. But, yeah, yeah. But I couldn't even do that with the three hours. No, it's like that's going to be. Am I going to watch that like a like a TV show where I'm going to watch one hour for three straight nights? <laughs> I watched
1: Schindler was about five sittings, mm-hmm. and some of them were like twenty minutes. Yeah, because like
2: it's a hard film to really sit through. Sometimes.
1: Once once Rafe shows up, you can only you can only watch so many scenes. Yeah, <laughs> and then you need a break. Man, what a fantastic movie that is! Though. It is. It's Holy so fucking good.
2: Shit, that movie is good. It deserves every accolade it's ever gotten. But yeah. It's like I'm okay waiting ten years in between views of that.
1: Yeah, uh, I probably hadn't seen it in twenty years, at least.
2: I, I don't even think I've seen the DVD I own. Yeah. Because I bought it when it came out in like a little media book, digipack type thing. I'm like, ooh, I like that packaging. I'm gonna pick that up, but I don't think I've sat and watched it.
1: What was the last time we recorded? We talked about come and see, right? Yes. Another fucking just yeah another another movie. good time fun movie. You bought the, uh, uh, the Criterion, Criterion, right? Yeah. I'm I'm I hate. Buying stuff right after I've watched it. Mm-hmm. That's when I'm most susceptible to buying. It. I know, isn't it? Because you know you're not gonna you're not gonna immediately I just yeah. I just fucking did it too. I just bought Big Lebowski on 4K yeah. because it was five bucks. Well, and it, I just watched it like Well, it's because of stuff
2: like what happened this month with um, March Madsness. I was all set to watch the hunt. It's not on streaming right no, now. No, it's not. <laughs> it's been on streaming for like three fucking years. Yes. I'm like, it's either been on Hulu or Amazon Prime. Forever. <laughs> it absolutely and like, has. The one, and then I'm like, oh, I can't wait to go watch it. So I go to, and I'm like, motherfucker.
1: I think they knew about your March Madness because yeah. it uh, you're not wrong. Because I have had this on my playlist for like a year. Yeah. And it just bounces around. It's always available and yeah. fucking it is not I now. mean, and
2: it's, it was so bad that like Bull Moose didn't even have a copy on DVD or
1: Blu-ray. That doesn't shock me. Oh wait, I, it's showing it, it, that it's it, on Tubi. It, it is, but again... And also, it's I that hate yet.
2: watching shit on Tubi.
1: Have you ever watched shit on Vudu? Yeah. I
2: think that's the best free. I do too. They're, they usually paste the commercials best. Uh, Tubi, IMDB Tubi is, is Tubi is like, what's too. this? Oh, in the middle of a sentence? <laughs> We're going to cut the commercial. I
1: like Tubi because... Um, uh, Tubi doesn't
2: have... It actually must have just switched over. Because, yeah. like, last week, it was not. It wasn't? No, at the beginning, I went through it at the beginning of March, because I'm like, everything that is streaming, I'm going to watch first. Yeah. Because I fucking have to. Right. Um, so, yeah, it must have just switched to being available on there for, for, for free with ads for the hunt. Because um, otherwise, yeah, I was going to rent it for two ninety
1: nine. Still waiting for Thirst to go on sale. It doesn't.
2: No. That's actually does. it. And that one's a bitch to find.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's anywhere right now. I'm waiting for this to go on sale. It never does. I'm waiting for JSA to go on sale so I can buy it again, so I don't have to go to fucking Apple.
2: <laughs> I bought it on Apple
1: because it was four ninety nine. Yeah,
2: but yeah, oh yeah, during their Arrow sales. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> actually, Burning is like the Hunt. Burning ha- is on fucking. It's been yeah. streaming every. It's streaming all over the place, and but it just came up. It's on sale right now, and I'm like, ooh. Yeah. I haven't even fucking watched this movie yet, Dan. It's I, available free I, 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 in I've like had, three I've different places. I had the DVD
2: for a year. <laughs> still haven't gotten around to fucking watching it. It's five dollars right but now. But it's nice knowing that I can go watch it. Right. It is. Um, and I like
1: I-, I love uh being able to tuck things into my my lists so that I've got my I can see all my collection right here except for the ones that are only available on Amazon, which still bothers me, but uh back to movie length. I, I have had this itch to rewatch the Wailing, and then I'm like
2: fuck yep, almost.
1: it's almost three hours yep. long son of a bitch
2: and that makes me not want to watch yep. it no it happens it fucking happens and again because it's like i want to make sure i watch those two films west side story and drive my car before the academy awards because i just do is
1: that next sunday it's
2: soon yeah
1: i think it's next sunday isn't it uh hey google when are the oscars March twenty seventh, twenty twenty okay, two,
0: p.m. Eastern got two weeks. Daylight
1: Saving Time. You got two weeks. You got two weeks. That's enough time to watch Drive so, my so Car. So I
2: can watch a half an hour every day for that's a right. week and that's be right. good. All right, and that'll <laughs> allow me to also finish West Side Story.
1: Uh, I should also mention the post in four K is also on sale right now, so Ooh. I did buy that.
2: I think I saw on the DVD. For I think
1: it's so. six ninety nine. Maybe that's not bad. No. Uh, but Lebowski was uh, 4.99 in 4K.
2: So yeah, I've been a little bit that. more forgiving of myself this year to buying things on streaming.
1: I've noticed that. Yeah. I'm glad that you're uh, that you've let go a little bit.
2: Because if part of me is like, oh, well, this can be a pain in the ass to get for 20 bucks, or I mean, five dollars is like the magic sweet spot. Oh yeah. So it's like
0: five.
2: Yeah. Me, yeah. Five bucks, I'll buy. it. I'll still eventually, hopefully, own. You know, a, a hard copy of it at some point.
1: Because but right the, now,
2: I can deal with it for
1: five. I've had the post in my, the 4K Blu-ray in my Amazon wish list for a very long time, and it never goes on sale. No. It's been, it's 20 bucks. It's like, they're like fucking Marvel movies.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They're like, it's Spielberg film. What yep. are you going to do?
1: Fuck you. It's $20. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: But it was on, it's the first time I've ever seen it on sale on streaming, so I bought it. Uh, Escape from Mogadishu was also on sale this week. Ooh. That was last year's Korean submission to best foreign. It wasn't selected, but um, I've heard it's kind of racist, which doesn't surprise <laughs> me because people are always, okay, so Escape from Mogadishu is basically Black Hawk Down, but from the Korean point of view. Yeah. It is Korean and North, South Korean and North Korean uh, ambassadors, people that work in the, in the embassies uh, when all, everything went to hell in Somalia in 93, and it's them trying to get out. Um, and like, in a way it's kind of funny because people think that, look, we are not great, that America invented racism. We got nothing on the Asians. Asians fucking hate everyone. And I guess it's very, uh, kind of dismissive of the Somalis and they're all just portrayed as guns (laughs) and shooty, shooty. Um... But I guess it's a great movie. So, which I'll, if you
2: were imba- an ambassador escaping the country at that point, that's probably pretty accurate representation of what you saw.
1: <laughs> that's very. That's actually a very good point.
2: Yeah, um, I don't think they saw a lot of people trying to help them at that point.
1: <laughs> right, and they they weren't looking for the humanity and.
2: Yeah, it's like that's it, a it, good point. Yeah, if like you, you're you're going up through you know some <sighs> of the, the straits that always get pirated. You're not like boy, right. Every pirate I meet sure is an asshole. <laughs>
1: I wonder if he just had a rough upbringing.
2: Yeah. No, you're let's, like... Let's cut him some slack. Yeah, I like, know. They're all horrible people because everyone I meet wants to kill me or hijack right. me or whatever. Uh, Again, makes no great excuse for it. No. But, but you it, can get why they hate everybody in that
1: moment. Well, that's why there, there's a difference between uh, an excuse and an explanation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so I'm looking forward to watching Escape from Odisha, which is also uh, on sale. Uh, the Witch was also which was on sale. The Witch is also one that's, that's always streaming somewhere, but it was five bucks, so I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Because just my luck, I will finally get around to being like, because I, I when the second one does come out, I am going to rewatch the first yeah. one because it's pretty confusing. Uh, <laughs> like, it's like three different movies. Um, remember that whole section with the American Idol thing? Yeah. <laughs> No idea what was going on with that. It's very strange, yeah. but I the more I think about it, the more I like it. It was one of the early Korean movies that I watched, so like I, it was, it should have been one of the last because yeah. it's weird, um, but it's awesome. So it, just my luck, you would you would want to go watch it, and then now that's the time when it fucking oh. the hunt's on you, and <laughs> it's not <laughs> available anywhere anymore.
2: Uh, so have you watched a lot on Tubi? Not I I avoid it as much as possible. Like if something is if it's the only place to see it, I'll watch it on there. But yeah, they they interrupt with commercial breaks and it's jarring because some of them are like, well actually I don't I I think can't remember because is it Voodoo that like warns you like commercial coming up in like ten seconds?
1: Uh, one or the other. They might both actually. But I'm not sure.
2: Yeah sometimes it's just it's so fucking jarring where yeah. they choose to put the, like I will sit through 5 minutes of commercials if you put it at the end of a proper act break. Uh, Save them I up. feel like that's what I I feel like
1: that's what IMDb does. IMDb, IMDb was is good with is that, better about yeah. it and their commercial breaks are longer. Yeah. Which I actually appreciate cuz then I can like you can decompress for a second and fuck around on your phone. Yeah. And then yeah. like oh the movie's back yeah. on. I will take a
2: longer fucking break as long as it breaks at a good Point in the movie and not just oh it's been it's been 12 minutes and 34 seconds
1: right. we have to Time have another to one another one in uh, the good thing about Tubi is it has a lot of the like kind of C tier Korean yeah. movies uh, all these ones I'm just I'm not going to listen well, all but sa- i through with, same with Mads yeah.
2: tons of his movies are on Tubi right now
1: uh, I mean Man and X is on there too that's a fantastic movie but most of the rest of these are kind of like uh, I'm scrolling through there's a list of about 20 uh, Bittersweet Life's pretty fucking good um, they're mostly like B and C tier uh, Korean movies mm. with your occasional really good one uh, there's also a shit ton of Seagal on Tubi
0: yeah there's
1: like 20 Seagals that's where he lives now yeah <laughs> Seagal lives on Tubi um, that should
2: be their slogan
1: <laughs> what did I watch shit who the fuck was it oh it was uh I've been watching lately, because I watched one and then they just keep getting um, recommended. Uh, I think it was Bob Odenkirk on Howard Stern.
2: Nice.
1: Just telling stories. Mm. Uh, and that's just great to listen to because the guy's done fucking so much. Oh, no, he's, like, he's got scoring. a new
2: book out that I like. I'm like, I that's, bet that book that's, is great. That's
1: what it was. He was, yeah, yeah that's why he was there. Um, and he had some Seagal stories. <laughs> like when, because Seagal hosted Saturday Night Live.
2: Oh. That's right, I forgot. That episode they, was terrible. It was
1: so bizarre, because they had this whole action sequence that Seagal wrote, and, like, to this day, like, people are like, I don't know why Lorne allowed him to do that. Like, <laughs> you've never let a, a host take that much control before, and it's, like, a hideous scene. And it goes on for, like, 12 minutes. Yeah. It's like the last sketch of the thing, and it's like he had he had stunt yeah. guys come in. It's fucking weird.
2: Yeah, I I I, rem, I don't I don't remember much that happened on that episode, but I remember watching that as a kid and going, this, very awkward. This is like, I didn't remember. This is like Michael Jordan hosting level bad, you know?
1: Oh, I think worse because at least with Michael Jordan, you're like, ah, he's a basketball player. Yeah. With Segal, it's like, ooh, this motherfucker is weird. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is psycho.
2: Yeah. God, now I want to go watch it again.
1: Yeah, there was a you. you go watch the, the Stern, if you get, I mean, yeah. go watch the Stern, uh, Bob Odenkirk uh, interview. It's pretty good. Stern's a great interviewer. I like uh, second career, not really second career, yeah. but I like 60 year old Howard.
2: I yeah. did we're, not like No, Howard, Howard, when he was being all about, okay, let's get two Shocked. women on to do crazy shit. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Because he's a smart dude. He's and a like very said, good interviewer. He's a great interviewer.
1: And he has a way of asking really, like, not offensive, but like touchy questions yeah. in a way that questions the other that person most
2: interviewers wouldn't touch.
1: In a way that the other person is not like offended by or taken aback by. Yeah. It's like, Dan, you really fucked up
2: this uh, yeah this well, what, thing, and which is why you always get, what do you think of that? You always get people making like all these terrible like admissions on the yeah. show. This is why, like, whenever a politician goes on that show, people are just like, oh, what are they about to admit to? Because he gets them to talk about it. He's really good at that.
1: Uh, Because some of the, like, even, and it's not even, I don't know if it's just him or the way he he comes across. It's like he'll ask a a question that should, and, and part of what makes a question kind of, uh, make someone bristle at a question is the way you ask it mm-hmm. if you're like asking it as though it's going to be mm-hmm. a really bristly question that automatically puts the person on the defensive but howard's just like so you fucked this up um mm-hmm. tell us about it yeah and they're like uh okay well yeah, yeah i fucked this up uh, so and... can we talk about what
2: happened <laughs> teachers could learn something from howard stern when it comes to this <laughs> yeah you want to get a kid to talk yeah. you can't do it in an right. asshole way how did we get to... How, how did we get there? I don't know. What were you talking about? You were talking about Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. Like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. I've been mads Mads is a great interview. I've watched. A, I watched a ton of Mads interviews over the past week. I would love to see him on Stern. I bet he would do really well. Yeah? Because he is also not afraid to be like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing half the time. Because he was a dancer before he became an actor. Mm. So he's like, you know, I got into this acting for, you know, just because I was done dancing and didn't know what the heck I was doing. I was going to school.
1: And- <laughs> so like Marky Mark.
2: Yeah. Only with talent, who can play more than one character? (laughs) Because when you get Mark Wahlberg, you're getting Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. (laughs) That's actually part of the fun so far with this Mads thing. Is uh, (laughs) he does some fucking characters, especially in like the the weird ass (laughs) Danish films. Yeah, like shit. Like there's this one uh, called the Green Butchers. Where, it's a very simple story. Him and this other guy, they open a butcher shop and accidentally lock a man in the freezer. Whoops. And then the next day, they're like, well, shit, what do we do with the body? Fuck it, let's sell him." And they become very popular. So then they have to start killing people on the regular to keep their their chicken in stock. Right. Um, And I mean, Mads, Mads is like a devastatingly handsome dude. Like, he just, he just fucking makes everything. I would call him
1: strikingly handsome. Yeah. Because he's, like, a weird, he's not, he just...
2: Well, here's how he looks in the green butchers. Sorry, people <laughs> at home. Uh,
1: the best thing I could do... He looks like William Fick, Finch Fickner there.
2: That's Holy what shit, I did, because nice. <laughs> yeah. we were talking about it in one of my other groups, and they were like... I'm like, he's Walton Coggins plus William Fickner. <laughs> it's That's like, what he looks like. with a, With a high school science teacher... White T-shirt, right. or White, like uh, white. The short, the short sleeve, sleeve is up very a, important. In a, in a very plain tie. Yeah, the short sleeve is very important, so you don't burn them on the Bunsen burner. Right. Um, but yeah, that's what he looks like in that film, and he does that quite a bit in films, where he'll just, pretty much any time he works with Anders Thomas Jensen, because they've done like five films together, and as he puts it, like Anders Thomas Jensen is like a cross between David Lynch, uh, the Coen Brothers, and Tarantino. But, so, like, no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like, you're going to get a very interesting movie, you just don't know what the fuck's going to happen in it. Like, in the one I just watched the other night, it's called um, Flickering Lights. <clears throat> they play a gang of, like, four low-tier criminals who rip off their boss for, like, $2 million, and then while on the run decide that their, their car catches on fire and they run into the woods and find an abandoned house. And then the local townspeople, while they're hiding out there, think that they've bought it to o- reopen a restaurant, because that's what it used to be. So they're like, fuck it, let's open a restaurant. And that's what the rest of the movie becomes, is them opening up a restaurant until, of course, they get found by the the gangster. But weird shit in that film. And in that one, he looks like a guy who cooks meth. That's, uh...
1: It's that's uh, kind of interesting just just from what you described. It's a movie I haven't seen yet cuz it's not streaming anywhere and I'm not going to fucking buy it. it actually, uh, it's on Tubi. But there's a there's a uh oh that one was on Tubi. Yeah. Uh there's a Korean movie called uh, Extreme Job that is basically that only it's cops yeah. and they are they've moved into a chicken restaurant so they could surveil these drug dealers and then they just take it over and
2: the chicken gets really popular and then they kind of stop being cops. Yeah. Sort of. Well, it's like the Mads character. He's like a mad. <sighs> he like loves his guns. He's carrying around like this duffel bag of guns. He's a low level gun dealer too. But then like he meets this guy while they're there who hunts, and he just he, he 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 finds out he's really good at hunting. So he trades all his guns in for like a really good shotgun, hmm. so that he can hunt more, so that he can get you know duck for the restaurant. See, if you're a criminal, you just need a hobby. That's kind of what that
1: happens in the film. They're kind like, of be the point. They're like, shit, like, we don't need to be You're criminals. not a bad person. You just didn't have anything else to do.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then he also did Writers of Justice, which I'll be rewatching. But yeah, he's not, they've done a ton of weird ass. So there's another one called Men and Chicken, which I'm not even sure what the fuck that one's about. But yeah, Mads. Um, I, I saw like a meme about it, where it's like, I think he just does, like whenever someone just needs someone vaguely European and sinister looking for a movie, he'll do that big budget film so that he can fuck off back to Denmark and do weird shit for two years. I say that though, but he's also brought four best foreign language picture nominees like out in the past decade. (laughs) So it's, he does like really prestigious shit as well (laughs) in his homeland. But here he does fucking The Three Musketeers and Doctor Strange and Robot. He's
1: like Denmark's Song Kang-ho.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he'll show up <laughs> in Blockbuster, pay him, and then he'll go back and do what he wants.
1: What was the... Shoot, now I lost it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so the last thing that we watched was come and see... I watched Injustice the next day...
2: Yeah, I, I was I was a bit disappointed that that was such a low grade. That's a really good storyline.
1: It is, and they didn't do it. <laughs> you know, like uh, so. Injustice, if you don't know, it's an animated movie, another DC animated movie. But uh, the the storyline comes from first the game, uh, the Injustice games, and then it got. Uh,
2: Tom Taylor, Tom Taylor, who's like now one of like DC's big tier writers, and that's
1: why. I yeah. mean that that uh, he did a, a run. Of, I think they ended up doing three. Yeah, it's but it's in
2: like it's over fifty issues when
1: you. Look oh, is at it all. still going?
2: I don't know if it's still going, but by the time he did like all this yeah. "quote unquote" seasons, yeah. it was like well over fifty issues.
1: Uh, and the long and the short of it is, uh, Superman, uh, the Joker gets tricks Superman into killing Lois Lane and uh, Superman loses his shit. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, people choose sides. Superman kind of takes over the world as the world's cop, and mm-hmm. fucking no more guns, and no more nukes, and... A
2: bit fascist. Yeah,
1: a bit, the, fascist. yeah, <laughs> uh, a bit fascisty. Um, they just... I don't know. Like, I, the, the, the For one thing, these movies are an hour... These movies are an hour and ten minutes long. Yeah, That's not enough to nope. do... All of it,
2: yeah. I, I always assumed it would be like a part one or something. Yeah, it
1: just it didn't work. And then
2: it's a story that goes over fifty issues. You got to kind of even like the <clears> initial <throat> like twelve issue run. It feels like that there was a whole lot of because you've got to you've got to create a whole new universe of yes. what these characters are and yes. what, they, what they're doing. Our 10 doesn't seem enough. Like that, like that's enough time. For
1: that. And it's I don't know. The comic really delved into like. People that you wouldn't think would be on one side were, and then their their motivations were interesting. Like, oh, that kind of makes sense why he would veer that way. And oh, I would have thought this person would be Superman's right hand person, but no. And I mean, the obvious like Batman, and Green Arrow, and stuff are obviously not going to be on that <laughs> They're end not of the things. Guys. No, uh, but some of the other ones you would think mm-hmm. would be, but I don't know. The movie just doesn't do a very good job of it. it it doesn't tell the story. It doesn't do what makes the games and the mm-hmm. comic run great. If you didn't, I, I, I'm i okay with the, the reviews of the, you know, like there are people that, that didn't like it because they don't like the Injustice storyline. Okay, well, you weren't going to like it anyway. Yeah. But on top of that, I loved the storyline, mm-hmm. but this movie still sucks, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean yeah, they're not it, they're not hitting
2: the exact target audience yeah I
1: don't know who this ma- yeah that's it I don't know who this is for
2: because
1: mm-hmm. and I think that's why it overall because a lot of times when you see stuff uh, especially superhero stuff it's extreme one way or the other yeah. and there are people that love it and there are people that hate it and you kind of meet somewhere in the middle with this the overall reviews are low because it's like not for anyone yeah. like
2: which is weird because DC's been doing so well of late with their animated projects.
1: Well, this one in particular didn't have a lot of the people involved behind the scenes and also doing the voices that you usually Mm -hmm. see. Like, there's there's like a group of two or three directors that do almost all of these, and none of them did this one. And I, I think you have to... I mean, I guess in an Injustice movie where it is a different universe... Uh, it's a, you know, you have different vo- people that don't usually voice the characters are voicing the characters, but I, I don't know. I, it just didn't, it didn't hit for me. And then I watched Justice Society, World War II, which was, uh, it was fine. yeah It's, uh, Flash goes, at first he thinks he's just gone back in time to World War II, but then he realizes he has switched dimensions and there's a whole thing. Yeah. Man, I'm not going to get into it. Earth, uh,
2: Earth two probably cause that's. Essentially, where the Justice Society came from sure. at one point.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, I had never they had there was one person in that I had never even heard of. the Fuck was it?
2: There's a lot of obscure JSA members.
1: Yeah, like like
2: fucking Liberty oh, Bell
1: and Hourman.
2: Oh, Iron Man's awesome. Especially he's that like, version, the the, the pill popping one.
1: He's like he's like good for an hour, and then he's just a normal dude for twenty three hours. Is
2: that the idea? Yep. <laughs> And eventually, in the comics, he develops a crippling addiction to it. Really? Yes. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah, he, he it's like called Miraglow, Miracle something like that, the pill he takes. And, yeah, it gives him superpowers like Extraordinary Strength for, an for hour. one hour. So, I, can't remember, I think it might have been the Liberty Files. There and then a, he's
1: a useless fuck. There was a
2: comic where, like, he needed to defend a bridge for one... He had to make sure that something could happen within <laughs> one hour. And so he took a pill and just like, it's like, you know, the 300 where he knows he's going to lose, but he just has to hold them off for one hour. Yeah. And he does. But yeah. Yeah. He, uh. Good for you, Our Man. Yeah. He ends up having like, I think it's his grandkid becomes Adam Smasher or something. like. Because Miracle Man, I mean Miracle Man, um, Our Man has a legacy. Eventually Grant Morrison creates an Android version at one point from the future. That actually manipulates time, so the name makes a little more different sense. Right? But yeah. Yeah, JSA has some some old school characters in it. Yeah. Very very fifties ish.
1: Yes. Um, I then watched Schindler's list. <laughs> I followed. Well, it went from
2: like heroes of the fifties to the shit in the because a lot of the JSA fought in World War
1: Two. Well, this is that's what that's what that whole movie yeah. is about. It's about World War Two. So. Yeah. Um. I then watched, I watched a Korean movie after that, but I I then watched Paul. Just, I had to get that's a something. Good yeah, like.
2: And that's, a, that's an interesting film, too, because it's. It is. Because it's, you know, Simon Pegg and. Um, Nick Frost. Nick Frost, who you know from their their fucking films with Edgar Wright. And this one is.
1: It's almost like a crossover.
2: Yeah, it's it's not an Edgar Wright film. It's uh, Greg Matola. Right. Who's. I think he might have done Pineapple Express. And Superbad. And So, yeah, it's... It's those two worlds. Plus, this has a very... Like, they're going to, like, a nerd convention, so... They've
1: been to... Yeah. They've been to Comic-Con, and then they are traveling the American Southwest going to Alien Hotspots. Yeah. And then they meet up with... uh, Evangelical... Kristen Wiig.
2: Oh, that's right! I forgot <laughs> she was in it. With the funky it's been, eye, it's been quite some time. Nice I hadn't since seen that it. I
1: hadn't seen it in. in
2: I saw it since like, I when saw it first it. came out on DVD.
1: And you had recommended it to me like uh, ten years ago that yeah. it was, and I it, watched it. It's,
2: it's a goofy good time. I yes. mean, Seth Rogen voices the alien. Yes. Definite like stoner comedy vibes to it. Oh, yes,
1: but it it is funny to see like the Edgar Wright people and the super bad people mixed together you yeah. know it's like a, it's a weird kind of crossover because you are used to when you see Simon Pegg and Nick Frost you're expecting a certain thing mm-hmm. and you get it and when you get Seth Rogen in company you're expecting a certain and Bill Hader and uh, uh, Joe LaTrulio and mm-hmm. Jason Bateman is in this you're kind of the Apatow people you're expecting a certain thing and you get it it's yeah. just the, and then they kind of just kind of mix it together it's, it, it's a very interesting movie um, for what is essentially just a goofy fuck off mm-hmm. movie, um, with a bunch of dick and pot jokes in it. I mean, oh, that's, yeah. that's, so many. that's what it is. Uh, but it's very, it is very funny. Um, and then after that, it was, uh, three new movies. Wow. I watched three 2022 movies in a row. Nice. Batman turning red and then Adam project. Where do you want to go?
2: Uh, let's jump into the Batman. Okay. <sighs> three hours, man.
1: It is three hours long. Uh, I will, uh, I'll start with just a quick thing. I, there were 10 other people in the theater with me and I go I get to the show when I got my tickets, I bought my tickets right before I left home, my oh, tickets, I bought my ticket just before I left home and there was only like three people total, oh. like that had bought tickets. So I get there, get into the lobby. I see a young couple, maybe late twenties or so, got an infant. Fuck. Hmm. Uh, they're not here to see, like, a kid's movie, because this yeah. is a fucking infant. They're here for them. They're going to fucking Batman. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> so I go to the bathroom. I come back out. They're still in the lobby getting popcorn and whatnot. I go in and I take my seat. First thing I do is check the, check the site to see what tickets have been sold. Sure enough, there's a bunch of solos all around. And in my row, three seats down, two seats taken. It's like, fuck me, that's them. Yeah. Sure enough. Walk in, got their baby, sit their fucking baby on the floor, and off they go to the movies. It's three hours long, Dan. I don't know if we've talked about this. Yeah. It's three hours long. They have a newborn.
2: Yeah. That baby ain't sleeping through that whole
1: film. No. No. You're also, I don't know if I mentioned this, we're in a movie theater. <laughs> it's loud in, yeah. so- in spots. And sometimes it's super, super quiet, and then it's super loud. Yeah. Babies don't like that.
2: No, babies hate that shit.
1: I won't go into. I, I'm not going to hound all day about the baby, but fucking a, don't don't yeah. do that.
2: I, I get it. You're young. You want to see. You want to see the Batman. The baby is infringing upon your life. Right, they do. Um, Should have thought about that. Don't <laughs> take him to fucking a three-hour-long Batman film. Right. I was a little bit shocked when I saw it, and some guy brought, like, his five-year-old son to it.
1: Yikes. Because I'm like... I wouldn't even think a five-year-old would enjoy it. No, and he didn't. I wouldn't think so.
2: No, there were...
1: You'd be fucking bored. There
2: were long stretches of that film where that kid, I could... Because he was, like, three rows in front of me, so I could just kind of see it, and he's, like, you know, looking like a bored fucking kid. Um, and honestly, a little freaked out by the fucking Riddler most of the time. Yeah. I'm like that kid's gonna have some therapy from this movie. Uh, this is this is not the type of film you like. And again, I get it because you know when Connor was five or six, he would have wanted to have seen the Batman film. At a certain point, you have to be like, maybe I shouldn't see it without seeing it. Maybe he shouldn't see it without me seeing it. Personally.
1: Yeah, and thing. and and maybe it doesn't need to be in the theater.
2: Yeah, see that at home, where you can fast forward through, through some shit. Or, 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 or if it's and he just walks away.
1: Well, yeah, and you can also pause and explain if necessary. Um, Just initial thoughts. Uh, One, I don't know if we've talked about this yet. It's three hours long. (laughs) (laughs) No, the thing that I I love about it is I think this is the first time live action where we've really gotten the detective. Oh, without a doubt. Which is my favorite Batman is the detective. Mm -hmm. Um, Like... My favorite Batman moments are Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Being the detective. Mm-hmm. I love that. And those are my favorite stories. Long Halloween, Hush. The, yeah. the ones where he is primarily a detective. I also very much appreciated in this movie, um, not because I don't like it in other movies, but because in a movie this long, it was pretty ballsy. There's very little Bruce Wayne. No. He is Batman most of the time. Yep.
2: Well, he hasn't figured out how to be Bruce yet.
1: Right. And I don't think he's going to. I think this might just be, he's a recluse.
2: Well, I mean, he did have that one scene where he goes back to the ice, where he he does learn that being Bruce Wayne will open certain doors that being Batman won't. Sure. So,
1: yeah, but I don't, I mean. But he's not playing a character. He doesn't really play a character. He's not playing the playboy. No. Like he does in other things. I mean,
2: we still might get that at some point, but yeah, right now, this guy, he's fucking so damaged, he doesn't know how to be Bruce Wayne. Um, he knows how to be the Batman, and that's about it. Yeah. Um. But but like, yeah, like you said, um, it's all detective work. Yeah. In this film, all of it is detective work. Um, sure, he still has like the high the high gadget toys, you know, that help him. Not as many. Not as many, though. Yeah.
1: It's not nearly as techy as but most. But like I like Batman. like the uh
2: like the the contact, contact. lenses. Yep. Uh, especially when you realize why he's walking around so slowly in certain rooms. Yeah, he's making sure he sees everything. Um, I like. It's again, not just
1: that he's a creep.
2: It's it's not unusual too in other films. but I think they played up really well here that some people don't want him anywhere fucking near the crime scenes. Yeah, and not just because oh he'll contaminate, him, but because they're freaked the fuck out by him. I mean, this Batman is usually in a lot of these films. Like you'll get the Batman just dealing with Gordon. In a crime scene after the crime scene's been cleared. Yes. Type of thing. Here it's like, nope, he's in there with everybody else, and everybody else is obviously on edge. Because they're like, this guy's a fucking lunatic. Like, he might be good at what he does, he might be helpful, but Jesus, he's uneasy to be around.
1: Well, and I think it's an important thing, uh, and Matt Reeves has sort of said this, um, I think part of the reason that you that you get so much detective, that you get that side of it, that you get not as much tech stuff, is that this, right now at least, and I hope it stays that way, this is a world that doesn't have superheroes. It doesn't seem like There's it. no Wonder Woman. There's yeah. no Superman. Um... In in a world that has Superman, he has to have all these fucking huge gadgets and this crazy tech and stuff to even compare, because otherwise you'd be like, "Why the fuck are you here?" (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. like those two can do it. Um, But in a world where he is just a guy, uh, that can be enough. Mm -hmm. And in that world. Uh, in a world where there's Superman, the guy dressed up in a fucking bat suit at the crime scene is like, yeah, okay, that's weird, but that guy flies. Yeah. In this, you're the weirdest fucking thing around. Yeah. Nothing's weirder than you. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, it's unsettling. And also, I mean, there's obviously a lot of the, the like, you're just professional, like, this isn't how it's supposed to work. He's not a fucking cop. He's not yeah. supposed to be here. Mm. Um yeah, I, I I like how uh, how chummy he and uh, Gordon are. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are in every iteration, but there's there's usually we usually get uh, a good dose of uh, him winning over Gordon. Yeah, this has already happened, yeah. and he's only in year two, mm-hmm. which is fascinating because this is a young Batman who is already like he and Gordon are like buddies. Yeah,
2: um, but they've definitely bonded with like how over how corrupt. Everything is, and that's yeah. one of the things. That's the other thing I kind of like about this movie is I feel like almost any other director, this is the Joker doing this. This is not the Riddler, right? Um, well, yeah, just because it, making you know making the Joker the main villain is such an easy fucking thing to do, it seems like now. But I like that it's it's someone who is acutely aware of how corrupt this system is. And is slowly helping people realize. I mean, the the Riddler is not a, a hero, but the people he's murdering are yeah. not good, innocent people. Well, like I mean, he is it, he is killing off people who are doing bad things.
1: There, are, the the comparisons to Seven and and stuff are are apt. I mean, yeah. I know people are like, don't fucking even sully the good name of Fincher with this fucking superhero and what? Fuck you. It was. There's a lot of influence here from Seven and, yeah. Uh, and Zodiac. Yeah, yeah
2: you yeah, you're telling me that the joke? I mean, that the Riddler doesn't look like fucking Zodiac killer in that drawing. I mean, come on. Um,
1: and and just the way he goes about things and the whole idea of like these people are not innocent. Yeah. I'm I'm killing the I because he thinks Batman's on his side. Uh, what I'll say about the Riddler versus Joker thing is, um, did you read Zero Year?
2: Uh, yeah, the Scott Snyder one. Yeah.
1: Pretty much. Definitely. I mean, it's kind of happens in different order, but like that whole story mm. is the Riddler. It, the, that story begins with how this movie ends, but they, so they kind of mm. did that story. They just kind of do it in reverse. Cause there's a whole, <laughs> the, the zero year is like, he's got the motorcycle just like he does in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's got the like fucking tank top or something. He's riding around with, like pitchforks on his back. It's fucking wild. Mm-hmm. Um, But Gotham is cut off from the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kind of like Rises, but not in the same way. Uh, Well,
2: Rises is more of a No Man's Land version. Yeah. Whereas this, like you said, is more of the Zero Year. More Zero Year. I mean, the flooding is even there.
1: Yeah, right. (laughs) It just happens at the end instead of... Which
2: I'm kind of hoping we get a still-flooded Gotham. I think we're going to. Because I want to see that shit play out.
1: I think we're going to. Um... Because how could it, how could you not? Yeah, because
2: that will be really boring if by the second film everything's fine.
1: Everything's fine. Hey guys, in the in the three years since, yeah, <laughs> we just took care of all that shit.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, so it, it is based on
2: and that's several another very stories. Sevenish touch uh, again. Spoilers for Batman. Riddler kind of fucking wins.
1: Oh yes, definitely.
2: I, I mean he do, he doesn't, and you know he he's still the villain. He still ends up in Arkham,
1: and it doesn't go the way he wanted it to
2: but I love that I yeah. love that he he like you said he thought Batman was on his side yeah he
1: thought they were working together the whole time yeah which is an interesting twist because you're seeing it because we're used to seeing movies like this where you know the letters left at the crime scene are to fuck with the yeah. the cop or the superhero or whatever but in this case it was like dude well,
2: these are love letters yeah they're
1: like this is
2: we're doing this man yeah
1: we're taking down the man
2: well this is again it's apt time wise um this, like this is, I feel like how most of the uh, J- January Sixth rioters felt. Like, oh no, we're in the right. Yeah, president's on our side. Right, we got this. And then like, wait, what? Going to jail? Yeah. What? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I thought I, I, you told me to do this. I thought we were in the right. That's what. I, that's the feeling I get from the Riddler in this. Is when it all starts coming down around him. He's just so stunned. And, well,
1: because everything had worked perfectly up yeah. until that point. I mean, he even has his moment, his fucking spacey moment, kind of. Yeah. Detective, sort of. <laughs> you know, like, uh, except his is sitting in a counter, you know. Yeah. He's he's like, yeah, this was my plan. I'm going to get caught right here yep. because I want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and it's not even, it's not until after that that he realizes, oh, shit, I'm not. Like you said, he does win, but he doesn't because it yeah. doesn't go the way that he
2: wanted it to or thought it was going to. And then to pair with that, the Batman realizes that he hasn't been um, creating the right type of people with his actions.
1: Going, yeah, going about
2: it the right way. That's why. Yeah. Well, that's. You know, he you, has inspired criminals yeah. to do what he was doing, kind of, along with the Riddler. And. That's
1: where the the vengeance line at the end, because mm. for, for the first two-thirds of the movie, his whole thing is, I am vengeance, I am vengeance, I am vengeance. And then when mm. it kind of flips on him, like, oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck.
2: That's Except not I, how things should be. I read an online argument with some guy where he was just like, I don't know why everyone thinks Batman was about vengeance. It's like... It's like the first thing he, he, he says. He introduces himself yes. as, I am vengeance.
1: It's like it is This is not next it guy. <laughs> it's I mean there's there's like uh like talk over Noari talk over exposition at the beginning. Um but his first actual line yeah. is I, am, I vengeance. am vengeance, right? I mean I'm trying to think of how the movie starts, but I think that's
2: that's his first line. It is, it is the it is.
1: thing from the trailer. Uh Wow, that's that, that mm. has kind of thrown me that
2: someone actually missed that point. But again, not it should surprise you, and, but at the same time not surprise you.
1: Well, and on top of that, that's what Selena calls him. She never calls him Batman. Yeah. No, I don't know that anyone ever calls him Batman. Does anyone ever say it?
2: I don't remember if anyone ever says it out loud.
1: Like as a as an address, yeah. like to him. Like, hey, Batman. Yeah. Because Gordon just calls him man.
2: Yeah. Like all hey, the t- all
1: the time. Like, like hey, man. Like, sup bro? <laughs> and Selena calls him vengeance. Yeah. As kind of a joke, mm-hmm. like a, a stab at him. Yeah, that kind of... Yeah. like Nope, you, someone missed that movie. You missed there. the movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it's, it's the same people who are getting... Because, again... Uh, oh, Christ, I'm forgetting his name now. Which is probably good. Another right-wing douchebag. Uh, Talking about how, you know, oh, this Batman sucks. Because he... And you know exactly when, when... When a white Republican gets mad at this movie, you know exactly what line it is they're getting mad at. Because it's... Bruce is rec- recognizing his white male privilege and calls people out on it yeah and it's like oh that's that's the line right there yeah. that's the one that's pissing off the.
1: that's what turned ben. off ben Charlie Shapiro. Kirk yeah, it, yeah <laughs> no, it pissed
2: off Ben Shapiro oh shit um but yeah this this film really takes takes a stab at making people realize that sometimes what you think you're doing when you think you're doing the right thing you're not necessarily because you're only looking at it from your perspective right and that's a good take for the world's greatest detective to have to come to grips with because he's only been seeing it through his lenses. Um, and I think like Selena does a great job of helping him with that. Yeah. Because she's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm here for my friend. (laughs) You know, it's, I don't want to get pulled into all your bullshit.
1: She's also, I'm here to find my friend. She's, uh, not so much in comparison to other, other stories, but other live-action things, she's more his equal than she has been in the past. Oh, yeah. Um, and and not just, like, from the movie's perspective, but from his. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like, for example, and, and it also, I think it it, it goes with, uh, like, the Christian Bale Batman had been doing it for years, mm-hmm. and who the fuck are you breaking and stealing my mom's stuff? And he thinks it's kind of cute in a way. Yeah. Um, Whereas this Batman is like doesn't see her that way, yeah, she is because they're more contemporaries, I guess, yeah, uh it's not like you know, hey, you go get him, kid, hey stop stealing those jewels, and you could really make something of yourself, yeah um they don't really get that they do <laughs> they do get their uh fast and the furious uh driving yeah, in different uh, directions, directions at the end I'm like, oh, that's all man, I can think that- of. Is that fucking song If fly? fucking Charlie Puth comes over. <laughs> is that his name? Charlie I can not What the fuck is that guy's name? Is it him and Yikes, Wiz Khalifa maybe? It's a Wiz Khalifa, yeah. Okay. But anyway, I'm not going to look it up. I was going to. Yeah. <laughs> Why? No. Fuck yeah, that. I was
2: expecting that and some sort of line about family. family. That actually
1: would have been hilarious. Yeah. It friends. would have like it would have it would have broken the whole movie, but it would have been fucking hilarious. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that would have been a CinemaSins Reduce right there. (laughs) We're taking one away for that. Guys,
1: this is just excellence right here. This is is peak cinema. Uh, It's also... uh, I don't want to be hyperbolic. He's the best Batman... um, Look, I love The Dark Knight. Yeah. Fucking hate his voice. I hate Christian Bale's Batman voice with a. It takes me out of every scene. Mm-hmm. It really does. That's why I love. I mean, it's also one of the greatest. It's probably the greatest superhero sequence is the the tunnel drive chase mm-hmm. into the street and flipping the truck and all that shit. Yeah, it's one of the greatest sequences I think ever in movies. Mm-hmm. Batman don't say a fucking word. It's yeah. awesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, and this one. I mean, again, it shows to Matt Reeves' um, genre credentials. He knows how to make fucking Batman kind of scary. Yeah, just he does it like a couple different times. So, I mean, um,
1: he is. I think the the sequence at the beginning is really well done.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, with a bunch of different crimes happening at different times, and they all think something is over their shoulder. Yeah, and you don't know which one yeah. he's actually you don't know watching. When
2: Batman is actually stepping out. Right. But, yeah. Exactly. It shows that in. As soon as that symbol is in the air, criminals are like, "Shit, is he here for what I'm doing?"
1: Right. Am I the reason that that's up?
2: Yes, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, and but then when he shows up, I mean, that, he's just fucking that one guy who steps to him and he just yeah. brutally beats him down. Um, you've got that. Uh, he's Reeves has said straight out he was influenced by Christine for the Batmobile sequence. Interesting. Which is see that just now. fucking awesome because you can just, you hear the Batmobile. In the right. Day. Like, it's shadows and you just hear the engine like revving and then when it comes out you're just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> that's, a, that's an angry looking car he's got right there. Um, that sequence was awesome. Him and the Joker. and the Joker the Penguin chase scene. Yeah. Also, fucking Colin Farrell's amazing <laughs> as the Penguin.
1: I'm of two minds. One... It's fantastic. Yeah. Two, why do you get Colin Farrell and then make him look like not Colin Farrell? At all. Like, like you can't even see I it. wasted time in that movie, yeah. like, going.
2: Because yeah. every once look, in a while, you get, looking a, for yes, it. Yeah. you get
1: a flash of it, and you're like, oh, there he is. Yeah. And then you're like, nope, now he's gone again. How the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of took me out of it a little bit. Because um, even if you look at a clear still, it's like. I don't see Colin Farrell at all. Where the fuck is he? How did they do that? Yeah, Because it looks great. Yeah. Um, and he, voice and everything. Like, he changes his voice. He
2: doesn't look like Colin Farrell. No. <laughs> like Doesn't have, like, wait. the body posture of a Colin Farrell. Like, he disappears into that role. Which
1: is terrific. Yeah. Why did you get Colin Farrell? Because
2: he could do it, I guess. I guess. Um, also, they're going to be doing a TV series. Right. So you want that name. Yeah. Um, I do like that that's going to happen, though. That this is... There's going to be a... Gotham crime kind of show where it's gonna deal with a lot like with the cops I'm hoping it veers in like the Gotham Central comic line Mm. where it's the lower tiered cops like if Batman shows up it's like a freak fucking thing when Batman shows up
1: I I say I I agree but while I agree I also tuned out on that stuff pretty quickly Mm. you know what I mean like
2: what the fuck's Batman
1: (laughs) He's fucking losers. Towards Batman. Well, that's
2: why <laughs> I know that it's being written. One of the one of the showrunners is uh, Ed Brubaker. Oh, yeah. Who, and I guess Greg Rucka is working on it as well. The two guys who did the Gotham right. comic. If anyone can write a compelling enough story to do this with, that will keep you, it'll be these two. Yeah. Because these two just know crime fiction, um, and like you said, it won't be like waiting for the bat yeah. to show up. You'll actually like the characters. Um. And again, it's a good way to deal, because Batman has so many lower-tiered characters that are never going <clears> to <throat> appear in a movie. Well, and it, so. well, it,
1: but uh, this is another side of not bringing in... It's kind of the the argument that we were making with, with Spider-Man is that you went from... You know, he went from Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man to being an iron spider in fucking space fighting Thanos in, like, two movies. Mm-hmm. And one of the great things about Spider-Man is all those lower-level fucking yeah. douchebags. Yeah. Um, I think as long as you keep Superman and whatnot out of this universe, you're going to be, you'll be okay. You can have, because look, there's no, Spider-Man's close. There is no rogues gallery better than Batman's. And there's some fucked up stuff in there too that you kind of, you can't go all in on Mm -hmm. in a movie that is, uh, you can't have Zazz in the same world as Superman. Because you know. Superman would just grab him and throw him in a hole.
2: Yeah, you're not afraid of a serial killer with Superman around. Because he'd fucking hear his heartbeat or some shit. Yeah, like... Like, oh, I hear an elevated heartbeat and the sound of a knife clicking open. Yeah. There he is! <laughs> like, yeah,
1: he's right there. <laughs> fucking grab him. Uh, I'm just going to fly through this wall real quick. Yep. Grab that guy and take him to a fucking... Yeah, he, he'll be to in... To Black Blackgate Ar- or whatever. Yeah,
2: But, like, with this, with the way they created this, I hope they just do a movie set, like, in Arkham. Oh, like I, I would love to see almost a straight coming. adaptation of the video game. At this I think point. that's coming. Yeah,
1: I think at least part of the next movie is that.
2: Yeah, because I mean, you you know they're gonna have the Joker because they fucking cast Barry Keegan or whatever in that tiny. I world. did a deep
1: dive on his name.
2: How's it pronounced? It's
1: not. It wasn't really that deep. Uh, because I, I'm fascinated by Irish names and how they fucking pronounce stuff. Oh, I know because. It, it kind of, Some of it kind of makes sense once you look at it, but, like, you'd never say that. Uh, I don't have a hard answer for you. Okay. The Irish pronunciation is Keown, and when I say Keown, it's Ke-o-n. ke but it's said fa- quickly, Keown. Yeah. Because if you just take the K off his name, that is the, the Irish spelling for the name Owen. Yeah. And then to put the, key, the K on it, it's Keown. Yeah. When you hear it like spoken, it's Keegan or Kogan.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't have a fucking good answer well, for
2: that. Well, I, I remember like one of the girls I dated in college. Great co- choice, though. One of the girls I dated in college, her name was Siobhan. Mm. It was spelled S-I-O-B-H-A-N. S-I-O-B-H-A-N. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. She that? wasn't Irish, but that's how her, parent, her hippie parents spelled it. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I would have never guessed that from yeah. that spelling. Yeah. I would have said, like, your name is like Siobhan. Right. Um,
1: well, it's like Sersha. Saoirse. Yeah. Sersha's S-A-O-R. Mm-hmm. I-R-S-E or something. But yeah, you you don't
2: cast him without plans to use him.
1: He's also like, he's like third billing in the closing credits. Yeah. Or fourth. Yeah, because... He was right after Paul Dano.
2: Because I was able to not have it spoiled for me that he was even in it.
1: I didn't... Dan, I didn't know uh, Turturro was in it.
2: I knew Turturro was in it, which also... Awesome. Yeah. Uh, You want a guy to play an aging gangster? Fucking Turturro's pretty spot on. Yeah. Because um, I can picture him from Miller's Crossing yeah. becoming this guy. <laughs> you know, that's that's a movie universe I want, yeah. where his character from Miller's Crossing would become this guy. Um, yeah, I didn't even know he was in it, and he's just terrifying in it. But he never does anything that's necessarily scary or brutal no. or mean. You just know he's the man who can. If you if he wants you dead, you're dead. Right. That's just what it is. Um, but yeah, like I didn't, I couldn't, I knew it was a Joker. You know, because the chuckling gave it away. But I'm like, I couldn't place who it was. And then the credits. Oh up yeah, and I'm yeah like, I would've... oh that makes sense.
1: Because you just kind of see kind of a half silhouette, kind of get hair, but you yeah. don't.
2: Cause, you know, after killing of a secret, killing of a secret deer, him and uh, you know, <laughs> the penguin wanted to work together again. Yeah, call <laughs> <laughs> call. I Ferro never... and him just didn't have enough time together in that movie, being weird with each other. I've never, I've never watched it. You, you should. It's fucking, it's weird and wonderful. Isn't it like really upsetting though? Of course. It's,
1: me, it's <laughs> Dan's like, well, yeah, that goes with. It's saying. Yorgos
2: Lanthimos. Yeah, the dude doesn't do non upsetting films. I don't know if I can do it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you will watch that. Going, this kid gives me the fucking creeps oh, yeah. forever now. Like, I can't see him in anything. Even like, I knew he was somehow going to turn bad in Eternals just because I've seen his other film. Just because of that film, I'm just like, this kid is deeply unsettling. I don't trust him ever. He's going to turn bad.
1: He's another. Uh, he's another actor um, that it's uh, the, the the word that comes to mind when you see him, he he has striking features. Yes. Like, you can't take your eyes off him. Yeah. He's very interesting. And you're like,
2: man, that dude's weird. Yeah, I'm like, I get it if someone says he's attractive, but I also get it if someone said he's, he's you know, to, yes. quote, to quote Fargo, kind of funny looking.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't circumcised. <laughs>
2: i <you> uh,
1: <laughs> I don't know if Barry Key, Owen, yeah. Kogan, Keegan is, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I... I, I think it's great casting. Yeah. Um, well, this
2: whole movie, all across the board, was just cast. Oh yes, incredibly.
1: Casting well. director deserves a, a, a round of applause. Um,
2: and it really makes me wonder how like how many films have they signed Matt Reeves and Pattinson on for? I'm hoping it's at least a three picture deal, because this needs to be at least a
1: trilogy. I agree. Uh, I agree in that they. I think the ideas that they have of where this will where this will go, um, we might get a Jason Todd in the next one.
2: Well, this was a funny thing. During the initial, because again, I was finally able to watch all those things you might have missed in Batman. Right. Those were like the next fucking day. Like my entire YouTube feed was yep. Batman shit. I'm like, God yep. damn it, I need to watch the film. Right. The kid who had his ha- face half painted yes. is... Tim Drake right. in the Titans show, right? So I'm like, that would be kind of interesting if, like, that's you know, what I meant. Yeah, not that, Jason. If uh, That kid Tim. ended up being Tim Drake or yeah. something in that universe. It's
1: it's kind of an odd. So okay, so we'll explain it. Uh, there is a, an initiation scene yeah. of some hoods that paint their faces, and uh, uh, it's clear that the initiates can paint half of their face yeah. until they
2: be. They're they're playing the knockout game, yeah. Where they just will go up to a stranger because they're they're watching a video on the subway, yeah. Where they just and you know real thing where yeah you have to go up and knock someone unconscious in order to be in.
1: And that's game. your initiation into the gang. And the initiate, the kid playing the initiate plays Tim on in Titans. the show Titans, which is on HBO now, yeah. right? Started and that, that was heard, that was one of the DC one one universe ones, right?
2: Very good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. It seems like it, it. seems like an. You could have picked anyone for that.
2: Yeah. Why would you pick that one kid for that one role? Yeah. Who's <clears> on screen for five minutes tops, and usually in a crowd of people. You don't need a standout actor for that, especially someone who's acted in another bat role
1: as a Robin. Yeah. Um, I got my thinking, the Jason Todd thing was, wouldn't it make more sense if he was Jason?
2: Automatically, yes, from the because Jason was a delinquent. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I guess I don't know Tim what was not. I guess I don't know what Tim's backstory was, but it wasn't. Uh, Tim
2: is, Tim was neighbors of Bruce Wayne. Yeah, so he didn't live far away. Yeah, that he, doesn't, yeah, he that was doesn't like jive. A, a well, a rather well-to-do kid. I mean, obviously
1: you can't bring in Damien. yet. <laughs> yet,
2: yeah, Raj Raj would not make sense in this world yet. No, plus he's already been done. So let's break. Yeah, you've you've got more interesting characters to do. Like you said, Batman has some great street level villains. Like, what? I want to see fucking Firefly. You know, yep. G- give me that. Arson. Give me, give me. Zaz fits right at fucking home in this. Yes. Um. Yeah. Well, I
1: mean, they've they're they've they danced around Hush a little bit. Yeah. Um, a
2: little bit. You know, when they spray painted it <laughs> in big fucking letters.
1: Well, yeah, that obviously. <laughs> but I mean, they were like they were talking about. It wasn't. Thomas Elliot was it? Who was the reporter?
2: I can't remember. But
1: his name part. was Elliot, and it was during that scene that they put Hush up.
2: Yeah,
1: which kind of is a little confusing. Um, if you know the Hush storyline, speaking of someone who grew up with with Bruce, uh, this guy they were friends, I yeah. guess with the with the Waynes, because his father was also a doctor. Yeah. And then the son, who was Bruce's age, also becomes a doctor, and then turns into a Fucking psycho. Well, he was a psycho all along. Turns yeah. out, um, spoilers for Hush. Uh, so they, they they when I say dance around it, they don't like. It's not like, hey, that's Doctor Thomas Elliot. Hush, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, the the reporter's name that they were talking about's name was. So it might just they might just be kind of mixing the character.
2: Well, yeah, well they dropped they a little hints to stuff like that because they also when Bruce has to give himself what. Could I be an adrenaline injection? Yes, it's it's green. It, it's green, Yeah. which makes it look like venom, right? Um, so I feel like okay. This so is that
1: it. brings Spider-Man into this universe, <laughs> and Tom Hardy's
2: back. But,
1: but I mean, this is this
2: is a world where you can see Bane coming yeah. into existence. I mean, with some modifications, I don't think he'd look. Well, I say that, and we had the fucking Riddler and like sex dungeon gear, so Bane's costume actually wouldn't really look that far out of place.
1: Uh yeah, there's there's a million ways you could do Bane. Yeah. Uh, I mean as far and keep it he doesn't have to have the fucking
0: huge the Mexican
1: wrestling mask, the Mexican wrestling mask with the fucking 3 inch tube veins <laughs> on every surface of his body. Yeah. Uh Yeah, but but I, like like we've been talking about. I think this universe works better with the Riddlers and the Zazzes and the Mad Hatters and the mm. Dollmakers and yeah. all those freaks. I would
2: love to see a Mad Hatter World. What Matt Reeves-, see a Mad Hatter.
1: Matt Reeves wants to do, uh, or at least he's mentioned, uh, expressed a desire to do a grounded uh, heart of ice. Cold as ice? Cold mm-hmm. of
2: With ice. freeze, yeah.
1: With freeze. Because you, you that would be very easy. to You take away the blue skin and the stupid suit yeah. and just make it about a guy who's doing all this to save his wife. Who's
2: doing cryogenic work, essentially, yeah. That could work. It could.
1: Yeah. And what was the one that the... Shit. Oh, uh, the other one. The, the one that Pattinson wants to do next is Court of Owls.
2: Which also, just based on the way this story is set up, where there are Gotham elites. Yes. You could easily do Court of Owls yeah. in this. And that would also be kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Because then, then you get the evil Batman with, you know, the Talon.
1: I think the, well, I think Court of Owls is the best thing to come out of New 52. Oh, by far. Um, was that whole thing. There was other good...
2: Which decent... is funny, because that started before New 52. It did? Yeah, um, there was a mini series. Oh. Uh, I'm forgetting what it's called, that Scott Snyder that Snyder wrote. did? It was like a five-issue miniseries that kind of set that up, that there was all this old secret shit yeah. in Gotham. And then he was just... Able to carry it over into that, but yeah, it, and it works. Which I could remember the fucking mini series title because it was a good, good five issue mini series.
1: In Court of Owls, he is uh, a mid career Batman, and part of the story is, I'm Batman. I've been this has been my city for years. There's no way this could have been going on behind my back. Yeah. I think it also works with when we say younger Batman, Pattinson's like Pattinson's like, like yeah. how old is Pattinson? Like the actual guy, thirty probably.
2: Yeah, right around there, I would
1: imagine. I bet he's more than that, actually. Hey Google, how old's Robert Pattinson? I bet he's thirty-three.
0: Robert Pattinson is thirty-five
2: years old. Fuck. Jesus.
1: Well, I was thinking about young. I was thinking about how long ago uh, how long ago Twilight was. That was like two thousand eight.
2: Yeah. I'm terrible at guessing people's ages now anyway, because we were watching, when, like I said, we were watching West Side Story, because Anna de Armas is in a new movie with Ben Affleck. Yes. They're like in a relationship. Yes. I'm like, that's fucking icky. She's 33. I believe that.
1: What's he our age? He's a
2: like older. 49. Yeah. But yeah, but she looks like, she looks a very believable 18 in West Side Story. Yeah. And I'm like, shit, She's 33.
1: That still, movie looks very uncomfortable. I don't know if I can ben watch it. Still icky Ben Affleck,
2: but not as yeah. icky as I thought it was.
1: <laughs> it's normal icky for Hollywood. Uh, I don't know if I can watch that movie. I watched the trailer. It makes me very uncomfortable.
2: Mm.
1: What's it called? Deep Water or something like that? Something Water. Oh,
2: dark Water.
1: Wade I mean, in the Water. I remember. <laughs> remember Wade in the Water, yeah, where
2: it looks like she's just giving him a really creepy hand job throughout the trailer.
1: I went back to speaking of Wade in the Water. I went back to that because I was looking kind of at our lowest uh, viewed movies. That's one of the lowest viewed movies on my Letterbox, is really? that Wade in the Water movie. There's only like 200 people that have watched that on Letterbox, nice. Including, you and I are like fucking 2% of the entire viewing population awesome. of that movie. Uh, Wade, comma in the water. Deep water. Yeah.
2: A well-to-do husband who allows his wife to have affairs in order to avoid a divorce becomes a prime suspect in the disappearance of her lovers.
1: So it's like Gone Girl, but opposite. Yeah. Here, girl, and that, that's what's pretty,
2: Yeah, it's directed by Adrian Lynn, who, like, if there was a sexual like movie made in the '90s, it was him. Yeah. So I, I thought he was dead.
1: honestly. <laughs> Just been writing deep
2: dark waters for yeah, the last I mean, twenty years. He did like a decent proposal. He did Fatal Attraction, nine and a half weeks. Also did Jacob's Ladder. Um, but yeah, I I did, He hadn't directed a movie since 2002's Unfaithful. Wow. Yeah. So. When I say I, thought the horniest
1: he, movie of 2002. When I
2: said I thought he was dead, I had good reason to think the man was dead. He didn't make a movie for 20 fucking years. I wonder what the hell he's been doing. Apparently, he wrote a film in 2018, or a film was made in 2018 that he wrote. So who knows when it was actually huh. written? But
1: yeah. interesting. So Batman.
2: Yeah. Well, again, that's kind of Batman adjacent, though.
1: <laughs> it is. Yes, you're
2: right. It is. It's post Batman. Yeah.
1: Uh, I don't, I think it's, uh, I don't, look, I, I don't, I know we like to rank stuff. I don't know where it fits. It fits very comfortably in the neighborhood with Dark Knight and Begins, I think. Yeah, that's uh, where,
2: I, I gave it like a four and a half, but I'm like, this could very easily be a five. Because, yeah. again, when you watch it a second time, you're going to pick shit up yeah. that you miss. Cause oh, yeah. there's a lot of, there's a lot going
1: on. Yes, I don't know if we mentioned it, it's three hours long, guys. Yes. Um better than Rises. No, probably far better probably than probably not better than the other two Dark Knight ones, but it's it's there. It's like I But again,
2: I don't I, it's been a while since I've watched Begins. Like when I, I go love back to Begins. I do too, but when I go back to watch a Batman film, it's Dark Knight. Like every yeah. time. Yeah. I, I I've only I've the rewatch value for me on Begins is so much less because of the existence of Dark Knight.
1: Yeah. I love Begins. <laughs> Um, I, I was looking at it like, cause it, the, the further you get away from something like Dark Knight, the, the harder it is to put something above it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it's kind of like the Star Wars thing yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Um, which every once in a while it, it just dawns on me like, man, there's only like, there's really only like four good Star Wars movies.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, there I re- are
1: more shitty Star Wars movies than good I ones. I rewatched
2: Rogue One and I'm just like, Fuck, this movie's so good. Yeah, like right <laughs> after watching, like, cause yeah, even even stuff like um, the newest trilogy, which has some great moments, yeah. I'm like, no, fucking <laughs> yeah. Rogue One is just so Rogue
1: much One better. is the best out of all of them. So much better. Uh, it's just weird that from because most for most of our lives, I mean, for a very long time, I shouldn't say most of our lives. That's not true. For a very long time, the worst Star Wars movie was Jedi. Yeah. Like, that was the worst it got. Yeah. And now it's <laughs> like...
2: And now you're like, shit. That's still better than almost all of yeah. them. Yeah. Anything Jedi, that's come after Jedi, that's still better than most all of those.
1: The only one that's even close to me is Force Awakens, and Jedi is better than everything else. Like, oh, as yeah. far as the, the main, yeah. main storyline. And, yeah, after... Other than Force Awakens and uh, Rogue One, everything else kind of sucks. Mm. Um Sorry, <laughs> but how did I get there? Oh, with Dark Knight and stuff, Uh and we get this this feeling that like nothing can tar- top Dark Knight. Nothing can top Dark Knight. I still hate the fucking Batman voice in Dark Knight, mm-hmm. and I fucking hate the ending. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, Dan. No, it's stupid. I agree. The more so, you think about it, you're like, but why, why though? Why did yeah. Batman have to take the blame? But why though? Yeah. <laughs> like. And and you're you can spout that line as many times as you want. It still doesn't make any fucking sense. You don't
2: know. You could have just blamed it on someone dead. You could have blamed it on Eric on Eric Roberts. Anyone. <laughs> Eric Roberts also very dead at the end of that movie. You could have blamed it on. Carmine I would. Falcom. I
1: would think it would have been a harder sell to people to be like, yeah, Batman did it, and people be like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, no, he did because you see, he's the. Sears hero. hero that they, we need you. Just but we don't, don't deserve. You don't or? deserve, or you don't
2: want him net na-
1: look. There's a whole reason. Yeah. So just, just, just go with me here. Batman did it, and it's good that he did.
2: And if we ever find out that it was Harvey, everything's going to be awful.
1: I, yeah. I do. I understand the the desire to not sully Harvey Dent's name because of the good that Harvey Dent was doing. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense that it had to be Batman. You don't even have to say that any that Batman killed him. Like I, I don't. It doesn't make any fucking sense.
2: Like I said, no, not it wasn't fucking sorry. It was Maroni. It was Maroni. Yes, you could have blamed him. Yes. <laughs> who who who's gonna come back and say no? It couldn't have been that gangster that killed Harvey dead. <laughs> you know, the one that already tried to murder him. Couldn't have been tried that to have guy. him
1: killed in court. You know we. You had a bunch of witnesses to, to him attempting to murder this guy once.
2: Yep. But no, couldn't have been him. Oh, yeah, the ending, uh, the ending of that film is very, very weak. And I remember at the time, even like as I'm watching it, the theater going, what? wait, what? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. So Batman's the, everyone thinks Batman's the villain. How are they going to go with that? Well, and, and, <laughs> and then they what don't because Batman stops working.
1: For and him. what does that do? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very strange. So, If that can still be a five-star pinnacle superhero movie with a bad ending and a terrible bat voice, Mm -hmm. um, this deserves to be up there with it. And I love that again—that it's different. That it's there isn't hardly any Bruce Wayne. That it's all detective. My biggest fault with the movie is how fucking dark it is. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And (laughs) I don't mean. Have you seen seen the uh, pitch meeting for it yet? Yeah. Uh, Yeah pretty soon we could just make a black screen and i don't know play a batman audio book behind it <laughs> it is a very dark film like yeah it's a very dark
1: it's 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 hard it's what was the other one was it solo? that was also super dark but
2: that was super dark i think cuz they just T- didn't have the trying budget to to, they were trying to hide shit. stuff
1: <laughs> yeah um this didn't feel that way it felt uh, the darkness fit yeah. because like it fit <laughs> uh but at some point, I want to see what's going on. A yeah, little. It me
2: like I've got a feeling like I'll turn my TV presets to sports the first time I watch <laughs> that because that just brightens everything up, and I'll I'll see what it looks like like that. And and I'm going to be able to watch it during the day. I'll tell you that. No shit. <laughs> nope. uh, well,
1: Robin will like come home and she's I've got all the curtains sh- cl- shut and stuff, and she's like, "Why do you close yourself in the day?" And I said, "Well, I." I don't usually watch TV in the living room during the day, but, like, if you try to watch anything that's, like, cinematic, you can't.
2: Yeah, the TV, because, the TV tries to adjust to it. Because
1: it's, like, it's too bright. It's too bright in the room. Uh, yeah, so, so Batman is an evening viewing, or a basement viewing. Yeah. Because um, it is very, very dark. Other than that, I don't know that I have... I don't know that I had a lot of complaints. Um... Uh, like you said, the the casting is excellent. I, I would have
2: liked to have seen maybe a little bit more Alfred.
1: There is, yeah. That, oh, I was going to mention that too. There's very little Alfred.
2: But I thought Andy Serkis was a very good Alfred.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: but yeah, there's not much of him.
1: But again, there's really it's 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 very much a a Batman movie. It's mm-hmm. it's him
2: and Gordon and Selina. I mean, it's equal amount of Gordon as you got saying like B, Batman versus Superman, where Jeremy Irons is in it, but not all that often.
1: Uh, Alfred, yeah, yeah, Yeah. Um, Um, certainly not Michael Caine. Michael Caine is a integral part of of not just uh, Batman helping him do what he does, but also the the moral
2: compass. Oh, and that was the other thing that I liked about this is that Wayne Manor isn't being used right now. Mm -mm. This is like the Batman from like the late seventies, early eighties, where he's got a a high rise. Yeah, you know, he lives in the city. Yeah, with. And I like that the Bat Cave is, from what it appears to be, like an un, a, a, an unused um, subway tunnel. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. I, I like that because that makes sense. <laughs> I like that, you know, when they, oh, they changed it. Because that, that shit still exists in New York City where you can find all these old abandoned rail lines that yeah. they just closed off. Right. Because they didn't use it anymore. And yeah, why wouldn't a Bruce Wayne make use of that? What was the, that way he, oh. that way he didn't have to fall into a cave again for 5 minutes
1: that uh that done poorly is you remember in amazing 2 peter's father <laughs> yep it was so dumb it was like a video game like why would anyone do any of this yeah it was so stupid uh if you didn't uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about uh amazing spider-man 2 uh peter's father Before he died was had this lair yeah this would have cost millions of dollars to build lair in a uh, an abandoned subway tunnel
2: Uh, just great stuff also points for this just great stuff for not giving us the fucking pearls
1: Right, uh, we did I, not
2: have to see fucking uh, Martha and Thomas shot. Did you? Once again, <laughs> did you
1: happen to watch? It's like forty-five minutes long. Dan Merle over the past like six months has watched every single Batman, no, every heck. iteration of Batman movie, and he had he kept tally of, and then he ranked them, and he kept tally, and he called it Popcorn and Pearls <laughs> of every time we've seen Popcorn and Pearls in a Batman movie, and out of the forty-four that he did, he didn't count like. Um, Justice League, he didn't count it if Batman was not the central mm-hmm. character. There were some Justice League ones in there, but it was like ones like Doom where he's, mm-hmm. he is it. Uh, he's the focal point. And out of 44, I think it was 12. 12 times in 44. That's 25. One out of every four Batman movies you see fucking Tom Martha get shot. And uh, Joker appearances, mm-hmm. I think it was half. It was like 22 out of 44. Yeah. Which doesn't surprise me, but that's still—that's a lot of Joker iterations.
2: Yeah,
1: and she he had, was wow, counting. I like this
2: one? We literally got him for a very, very, very <clears> brief scene.
1: And he was counting. He counted like Long Halloween as one. Mm-hmm. He counted Dark Knight Returns as one. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, out of those forty-four, we've seen the, <laughs> seen the <Waynes> get shot <laughs> wow. like twelve times. It's <laughs> like a very specific like level of porn. <laughs> it is. It's. It's and it's. I, I'm I, I know we we've said this a bunch of times. I hope we're at the point where that's
2: just not necessary anymore. It shouldn't like, be. Like everyone knows that fucking story. Yeah, there's, and if if you have a young child who does not know that story yet, just tell them.
1: Right. Well, that's the other thing. You can also. This is an example where at this point it's okay to tell, not show. Yeah. You we don't have to see it, because then uh it. it Came back to bite us in, uh, or it came back to bite them in BVS. They they get someone like Jeffrey Dean Morgan, mm-hmm. and then like you're asking, oh well, this this is going to go somewhere, and then no, no, it doesn't. They're still doing Flashpoint though, aren't they?
2: It got delayed again. The new the Flash Did movie. They
1: pushed it 23? They
2: pushed it to the summer of 2023, and I'm like, is this movie's now on like its sixth re- release date? Yeah, is over that... over I think. Six fucking years.
1: How how flashpointy is that supposed to be? I don't know.
2: I can't tell. I'm nervous about how they'll handle that. Oh, oh at this point, it doesn't fucking matter. No. That not movie, not. even if it does well, it's not going to do as well as it could have a few years ago. Yeah. Because at this point, no one fucking cares anymore other than the well, Spider-Bro's and they're not going to watch this cuz it's not his universe. Right. I I think they and it's not like Andy Machete fans are going to come running out for this. It's weird because I, I on one level I I
1: I get the Ezra Miller Ezra Miller character and I get speaking of someone who has striking features. Mm-hmm. Um but like he's not Barry Allen.
2: No, it's he's, it's the same problem we had with fucking Ryan Reynolds and Green Lantern. He's yeah. not How. He's not
1: playing How. He he's, is
2: literally he's... playing one of the other iterations. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's the best part it's about the Ryan like, Reynolds it's, thing. It's
2: not even like it's just a weird version of How. No, he's yeah. playing fucking Kyle Rayner.
1: Yeah. It's very and, strange. And
2: Barry is I mean in the Miller, Barry is very much a Wally.
1: Yeah. Any version of yeah. Wally because this is a jillion versions of Wally, but they're all pretty close to that. I mean, if you had to if you didn't know going in, you would be like, yeah, that's a Wally Flash. Yeah. Uh not um yeah the reynolds green lantern thing is still and if you go back to that movie actually the the best way to 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 really put it all into perspective is to watch the pitch meeting when they lay it all out at once they're Mm -hmm. like and we're supposed to be rooting for this person (laughs) Yep. the first time he uses his powers is to beat up all the people whose jobs he lost Mm -hmm. by fucking around and crashing the plane or whatever and like they're justifiably mad at this asshole because they all got fired and he his first use of his superpowers to beat the shit out of them and he's the hero?
2: <laughs> what?
1: Oh uh, yeah. Um, man, if they could I know we're talking about Batman, but if they could do a good Flash or and or a good Green Lantern, that I would just be so mm-hmm. happy. Yep. Cuz I think it would be so easy to do.
2: Yeah, I I don't understand how they haven't.
1: It. It's it's The guy in charge, the
2: chief creative officer for your movies, is the guy who's written who's written the
1: best Green Lantern and the best Flash stories. How is it possible that you keep fucking these characters up? It doesn't even make any sense to me. (sighs) But man, that Green Lantern animated series was good, wasn't it?
2: Sure was. Glad they tanked that.
1: Jesus. What else we got? Uh, oh, I watched Turning Red. I watched nope. Turning Red oh. and the Adam Project.
2: Oh, yes. Turning Red. Actually, we can pause and say that before we get All right. too far into this. I can't find it. Pause. All right, we're back. Thank you. I wanted to be able to you know, make sure we gave proper time to, <laughs> to, to, to seeing Red, because this is a film uh, that I would have had zero desire to probably see anytime soon. Yeah. Because, again, it's like I, I'm actually behind on my Pixar films. So I still haven't seen Luca. And I haven't seen Disney's <laughs> Encanto, so I'm I'm behind on my Disney Pixar viewing. Um, uh, I, and I would have had this one would have. It looks cute.
1: I will say uh, this is a is an uh, a good pairing with uh, Encanto because both of them are they have very similar themes. Um, they're both. I mean, we always get... Uh, think about your Wes Anderson's. Every Wes Anderson movie is about daddy issues. Oh, yeah. Encanto and Turning Red are both about mommy issues. Mm-hmm. Um, about how mothers and daughters have very complicated relationships, mm-hmm. and there's it's a very much a love-hate sort of thing. Um, and Encanto, it's more the grandmother. That um, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's still the same themes. Still um, matriarchal
2: in nature. That's
1: interesting. When, uh, I hadn't thought about Encanto comparing that way about which one I liked more. I'm usually, I've said before, I'm usually, I I made the revelation about a year ago, uh, it dawned on me one day that maybe I just don't like Pixar movies, Mm -hmm. as I'm, because I'm uh, typically like a full star lower on Pixar movies than most (laughs) people are, and it's not that I don't like them, it's just I I don't have the same affinity for Toy Story, I don't have the same affinity. Wally's really good, but like, Ah, Wally's really good. Yeah, Wally's, Wally's fucking Wally's awesome. Really fucking uh, <laughs> sorry, that's a bad example. Uh, but like all my favorite of Disney or Pixar are usually I lean the Disney way, and I, maybe maybe I need the music to like, <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: for me to like it. Yeah, um, because if you think about the ones that I really like, it's the ones with the best music. Like I think the best music in any Disney movie ever was Moana,
2: which by the that's did you see that Dover's putting that on? what they're doing like a stage production of moana what? like the middle school or something like um, like the 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 theater program over there they're doing moana will it be good Who the fuck knows
1: because tilly would I, die that's
2: that was my first thought it's like tilly will want to see this i'm I, sure i don't
1: even want to tell her about it until i know that it's like i'm not sure, like a shit
2: i'm sure it'll be middle you know <sighs> Kid level, yeah. but it's still... I, I bet she'll think it's neat just to see other kids her age or a little bit older doing Moana. Moana's great. Where are they going to get to do The Rock? <laughs> what jacked-up steroidal <laughs> kid are they going to get? <laughs> uh, I know you're a junior on the high school football team, but can you do this with these like
1: 12-year-olds? Yeah. I want you to bully this 11-year-old girl for like two hours. <laughs> uh, interesting. Um, I think... But I think in this example... I think I like turning red more. I Encanto didn't hit for me the way other ones do. And I and there's a couple of good songs, but I think it's mostly I just didn't I feel like he was mailing it in on those on the <laughs> Encanto ones. The Bruno song is good. It's very catchy. Yeah. Uh, and the one that's up for best song is Fine. Mm-hmm. But the rest of them are just like Yeah. yeah they're just kind of songs. Whereas the ones in Moana they're fucking good there's like there's oh, yeah. they're all like really good they're songs they're bangers yeah <laughs> um whereas they're not in i or uh, look it, the look the soundtrack's doing fine yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the streams are up uh lins getting checks fucking out his ears i'm sure um but really for me it's just the bruno song that, yeah. that one's good and then the rest of them are just yeah, whatever um i i yeah i think i like turning red more Uh, so Turning Red is about a Chinese family living in Toronto uh girl is turning 13 um or has not turning 13 is 13 um and she's experiencing some changes yeah where the women in her family around this age a uh uh a the spirit of a red panda takes over there, t- Dan, it's not subtle. <laughs>
0: I, I know. I know.
1: I if, know. You're, if you're looking for subtlety in this <laughs> metaphor, you ain't gonna find it. Um, uh, it. Right down, I mean, it's it's not even... Right down to that she runs into the bathroom and her mother's outside trying to say, well, this happens to people yeah. your age and all this stuff. Whereas you, the audience, are like hearing, oh yeah, this is a typical teenage yeah. girl type thing. Uh, whereas she, they in the movie are literally talking about a, she turns into a giant red panda. Yeah. Um, I don't understand. You kind of hit on it a little bit before we started cause you said you want to talk about this movie cause people
2: are fucking big mad about it.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, because as one of, it doesn't hit the four quadrants that a Disney Pixar film usually hits. It's like. Because they're like, well... Ooh, it's... explain to me the quadrants. I'm curious. Well, well you know, like the family-friendly, but still oh. the parents. You know, it's made for oh, a, 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 oh, oh, those, oh. those type of quadrants. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. They're like, you know, and how am I supposed to relate to this character? You know, she's... Guess what, chi- bro? <laughs> she's a Chinese teenager in Canada. And I'm like... Like, guess what, bro? It's not for you. Yeah. and <laughs> And... And Great I, if you like it And want to watch it But and again, you know what If this is your favorite movie I'm questioning some things Or
1: no If you were expecting this to be
2: Yeah
1: Like you know what I watched the trailers And I was like You know this is fucking Right up my alley As a 46 year old White man in Maine <laughs> Yeah I, And then I fucking Start watching the movie It turns out It's about 13 year old Chinese girl in Canada What the fuck this, your, was me, this
2: was not a surprise To me Dan Period This <laughs> was not a surprise To me No Dan. And you watch like, and like you said You watch the trailer <laughs> And it is not subtle. What? What? Because it could have been could have been any color panda. But no, it's a red panda. It's a red panda. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's. They're not going for subtlety. It's also not. And it's uh, to me, it's not even a. Uh... Like did they, he watch Mitchell versus the machines and get mad that there's a lot of machines? Like. <laughs> I I, I wanted there to be human antagonists.
1: (laughs) Mitchell's versus Machines is better than this. Oh, well, Mitchell's versus
2: Machines is better than a lot. I will say that. Uh, That film fucking rules. Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah, anytime you can get Danny McBride to be a sympathetic father figure... (laughs) You've done some fucking work. <laughs>
2: Anytime you can just get Jamie McBride to be likable. You have done some work. <laughs>
1: yeah. I just, uh, sometimes I watch the, these little cut-ups on YouTube of like, you know, the funniest scenes from whatever movie and you just yeah. kind of want to get a flavor and you don't want to watch the whole thing but his intro in the, what the fuck is it called? The one in the the world ends. This is the end is amazing. I'll
2: check, I'll check off all over that fucking thing. I'll check off anywhere fucking... The <gasps>
1: whole breakfast scene is fucking great, and it's set to Cypress Hill, and he's yeah. just fucking... Oh, my gosh.
2: Yeah, I've That ne-
1: scene is fucking gold.
2: I've never seen an episode of Eastbound and Down. Me neither. I'm not sure if I could.
1: Me neither. But I, Interesting. Yeah, but yes. We've never spoken to the, about this, yeah. by the way. But,
2: yeah, I will watch Danny McBride highlights all fucking day yeah. long, because that's, for me, how... He's good in tolerable doses. Yeah, well, and I, I don't uh, think I could watch an entire TV show dedicated to him just being a bit of an asshole.
1: This is the end. Is it's actually perfect McBride because it's it's a highlight reel. Yeah, he's he is coming in hard and a- fast, and
2: all the other characters fucking hate him. So, oh you yes, permission to
1: oh yes, Time timeout.
2: Uh, yeah, we're back. So,
1: um, yeah, that, that's that's my favorite McBride. Yeah. Is this is the end because he is. Because everyone is playing a heightened version of themselves. I hope. Well, except for Jonah Hill, who is just playing a straight psychopath. Yeah. Um,
2: and, dear God, I hope... Uh, what's his name? Michael Sarah's playing a heightened himself.
1: He's God. not around very long, so... <clears throat> if you haven't seen This is the End and that that type of... Though you don't like those types of movies. Well, you probably still wouldn't. But... I think that's the height of their...
2: Self awareness as to what it is yes, to do. yes 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 yeah. exactly. exactly yeah I mean right. it's 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 not like, an apatow film but it is it's all everyone of who's it's ever been in an people. apatow film it's got apatow written all over I'm actually surprised he wasn't in it but
1: the, the best line in the movie though was Micky Kaling my God if I don't fuck Michael Cera tonight I'm gonna
2: kill myself. <laughs> I don't know why, but that line is so fucking funny to me. And it feels like she wrote it. Like, oh, you definitely. Know she, like, you yes. know most of these characters, when they got together for that film, were just like, oh, yeah. what do you want to do? Yeah. Oh, yes. What do you want to do? And, yeah. and Damon Brad's like, I want to have a monologue about jerking off over a porn mag Yeah. Till he's gone, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm going to make breakfast, and it's going to take forever, and yeah. I'm going to be a dick about it. Yeah. Um, that's a good movie. Uh, how do, what were we talking about? Oh, Turning Red. Yeah. Um... The problem, the, the problem I had with the movie, had nothing to do with th- the theme or anything like mm-hmm. that. I didn't like the way they went about it. The whole thing is they're trying to. Her and her friends are trying, are wanting to go to this concert
2: yeah.
1: of this. You know, it's a generic boy band. Boy band. Yeah. By the way, this takes place in two thousand two. Oh
2: no kidding. So, well, I, I, insert noticed, your I 2002 noticed there was an in sync song, or no, not in sync. It was is it timberlake or it's going to be me whatever i don't know which i don't know if it's him oh. solo or with a group but in the trailer that's one of the songs they use
1: oh they did i didn't notice that yeah.
2: um <clears throat> i i notice all the timberlake
1: yeah. i normally typically i would <laughs> uh so that's the whole that's kind of the 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 movie is leading up to this uh to this concert where this, I think it's called Four Town or something like that, I don't know. Yeah. Um, every time I think of any, when they do fictional boy bands, the greatest fictional boy band of all time was from Gravity Falls. <laughs> uh, in Gravity Falls, they were called... Shit. Oh, I don't even remember the name of the band. But they all looked exactly alike. And after the show, they had a very much a Lou Gorman character. Like <laughs> the big fat guy with the glasses yeah. that's the manager. And after every show, they put them back in their hamster cages, and <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. What the hell were they called? And all the every sentence ends with "girl." <laughs> it's fucking great, but anyway, uh, so there's this there's this band that's coming, this boy band that's coming to the Sky Dome mm-hmm. in like three weeks or whatever. And the whole thing is, uh, once you have gotten the panda, mm-hmm. you have to do this ritual to. Uh, trap that to get the panda spirit out of you and each of the women in her family uh going back generations you end up with a charm mm-hmm. uh whether it's your watch or a bracelet or neck whatever, whatever you get what i'm saying uh that contains your panda mm-hmm. spirit or whatever because you've gotten it out or whatever so they have to do this certain ritual and it has to be on a certain night and you know the moon has yeah, to be it's just right of the concert isn't it at first it's not, and then they realized that when they looked up the date of the concert, they were looking at Toledo and not Toronto, and Toronto was the day after Toledo, and they were like, fuck, that's the day of the fucking ceremony or whatever. <clears throat> so, my problem with the movie is the way they go about getting, because they don't have any money, the parents don't want them, no one, none of the, nobody's parents want to pay $200 a ticket to go to this fucking show, and they think it's stupid and whatever. So the girls are going to raise the money on their own, so she turns into this red panda when she gets any heightened emotionally one way or the other mm-hmm. whether angry or she's super super excited or whatever so she's The problem with the movie is that she very quickly and without too much effort or explanation learns to control it mm-hmm. which I didn't think there was enough of a journey there again this is a Pixar movie guys this <laughs> it's only like
2: Yeah cuz you would have thought like maybe one of the other if it was that easy Any of her descendants could have shown her, would have done that and showed her how to do it.
1: And it also, I always felt like they were going to come back to accepting your panda. Mm -hmm. And spoilers for turning red, she does, but the rest of them don't. And I felt like that was kind of a misfire. Hmm. Like, what have we learned here?
2: (laughs) Uh, That your parents are stupid.
1: You know, and I'm over here overthinking the shit out of it. Tilly's having a blast. Yeah. Uh so at the end of the day it doesn't fucking matter. Uh but that was kind that was part of my problem because look, I do expect more out of out of Pixar movies. I mean, it's not just you know, a dumb cartoon, yeah. you know, the Pete doctors involved and uh what's the woman's name that does everything. Uh she was involved and then the uh the director is very accomplished from what I understand there was never any kind of hero's journey that way Mm -hmm. of her learning to control it. She just kind of does. And then they, for whatever reason, they monetize the Panda, like, uh, get your picture taken with the Panda for five bucks. And it becomes this big sensation. And I don't understand why. First off, if you're in a world where this exists, where this person literally turns into a giant red panda, um, people are okay with it super, super fast. <laughs> like, no one's freaked out by this fucking panda. And it, which was also uh, consequently a problem with the Atom Project. People were way too cool with finding out that time travel exists, they get over <laughs> it really quickly. Um,
2: Domi Shi is, is the director. Name. Uh, she uh, she worked on Inside Out, yeah. Incredibles Two. Yeah. yeah, so she's
1: yeah. This isn't she, her fucking first some... day. This ain't her first day at Pixar. No. Um, so the the whole the whole crux of the 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 vehicle driving the movie that, to get them to this concert just never really made sense to me. Like why why are people paying for this? Why are people paying to get their picture to? Why are you why are you giving this person money to? And it's also never really, I don't know, I kind of saw that as a, as a negative, because you're, one, you're taking advantage of other people, mm-hmm. and you're kind of selling, I don't know, it, just, it didn't feel right to me. It felt like it was something that she should be learning a lesson from, but that's not ultimately what it is. That's never really, I, I'm, mm. I'm wording this really poorly. No, but I get what you're meaning. I wanted at some point her to be like, hey, this wasn't right that I was doing this this yeah. way. And that just... It's not that that—that it's rewarded, but it's just kind of the tables get flipped at, yeah. in the third act of the movie that lead to that not even really ever being addressed again. Mm-hmm. So I guess that was that was my problem with it in that area. As far as like representation and who it's for and stuff like that. Just watch the fucking movie. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even feel o- like
2: honestly, if if every movie that we watch was supposed to be specifically for us, what's the point? This would be a real, there would be very boring movies for the majority of the people in this world. You know? And
1: if you want to, if you want to attach that to it, take any movie and like, yeah, take batman.
2: Well that's Is what that, one, that's what one of the arguments was like it's like oh so you relate to batman huh. Yeah, right. Tell, t- tell me how you relate to batman. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that's sorry just, billionaire crime fighter.
1: <laughs> I don't even like arguing about it cuz it makes me makes you sound like you're trying to to do this like crusade but I'm really not. It's just like it's it's good movie. Yeah. I like. I want to see. Why do you think I watched fifty-two Korean movies last year? Yep. It's not because I'm like,
2: nah, eh, that's me yeah, right there. I, I relate to this.
1: I don't relate to it at all. Most of it, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Why do you guys slurp all your food?
0: <laughs> Everything
1: they slurp constantly. It's wild. Colin would fit in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I. I don't. I don't want to be obtuse and sit here and say, look, I'm so fucking cool that I don't even understand why anyone would have a problem with it. But really, like, then don't fucking watch it. And also, how boring is your life that, A, this is something that you've got time to bitch about, Mm -hmm. and B, that you want all your movies to be so narrow... And bitch publicly about it and assume people
2: are going to be on your side. Yeah,
1: that's the other thing. (laughs) Like, you know, if if you've got these feelings, bottle that shit up, bro. Talk about it with your
2: therapist.
1: These people... Don't, Dude, yeah, I know someone that's I on know. Twitter railing about turning red ain't going to the fucking their therapist. No, that is their therapy. Yeah, hating is their therapy. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> hating shit, just
2: hating yeah, shit. But it's just like you know, I, I I get it. This is a world where hot takes. Some people will sometimes like band behind you for some weird fucking yep. takes. But this one,
1: yeah, it does. It seems an odd hill. to... I mean, like you're. It seems you're an odd you're hill to climb.
2: going to get Charlie Kirk and his his ilk.
1: Yeah, who. Again, you know, and you that's
2: know who you want on your side: Charlie
1: Kirk and Ben Shapiro. Just the height of masculinity.
2: <laughs> those
1: two guys together are not eight feet tall.
2: <laughs> or just even t- not even with their height, aren't the least. There's nothing manly about either two of those men. The when you think of a man's man. You do not think of. It's like when you see like Ted Cruz wearing his fucking Elmer Fudd get up, trying to look like he's a hunter. Yeah. You know, it's like nothing about it seems real. Just look at a pic. If you don't know who Charlie Kirk is,
1: just look it up. Yeah. He looks like a cartoon character in human form. Mm-hmm. His eyes are about four centimeters apart. Yeah. Maybe. And then the rest of it is just face. He's.
2: And from what I can assume by what he himself writes, Ben Shapiro has the uh, world's least satisfied wife.
1: <laughs> in yeah, there's all no, facets of her there, life. There are no shortages of uh, Ben Shapiro's wife. He know, self jokes.
2: owns himself so badly.
1: It's bizarre.
2: Yeah. It, like, part of me wonders <sighs> like, is he in on it? I think. Is I don't know. Is he some sort yeah. of weird performance comedian?
1: Well, I don't think it's a comedian, but I think, I do think that there is a, a a group of people, him being one of them to a degree, where you don't really have to be all that talented at anything. You can get, you and I could get rich in this country right now. Oh,
2: very easily.
1: If we just
2: sold our souls.
1: <laughs> yeah. And like to some people, and look, uh, to a certain degree, I've always said I don't begrudge how people make their money. Fucking whatever. As long as it's not hurting other people. This, in this case, you are hurting other people. Oh, yeah. um, but I do understand the hustle. I understand from their point of view, uh, my, my, my hesitate, not hesitation. My issue with it, I guess, is like you've got to be you. You have to be a shitty person. Yeah, you have. That's fucking step one. Oh yeah. You got to be a shitty person, and then from there on, it's fucking easy.
2: Well, it's like um, what's his name, Dan Bun Bunjan. Oh yeah, or yeah, whatever. yeah. I mean, the guy was a policeman. He was a Secret Service agent, so he at least had a successful career at something. But then, much like us, he just kind of started a podcast in his basement. Only, except for you know, just talking about shit. movies, he hates everything that isn't white male American, right? And is not afraid to take the worst fucking takes on everything. And now because he's because you like know one it's the, going to get out there. Yeah, and now he's like one of the biggest names. Like he's like a special guest at all this Republican shit. Like they can't wait to fucking salivate over him on a show.
1: Well, I, this is horrible, but. Kyle Rittenhouse is never going to have to work a day in his life yeah. because he fucking murdered two people. Mm-hmm. He is a fucking hero to them. Yeah. He's going to be speaking at CPAC the rest of his dumb fucking life. Yep. And anytime, anytime, Christ, anything like this will
2: likely. I mean, thanks to like the likes of like Lauren Bobert, will. Oh yeah. At some point, be a representative. Yeah. You know. You can you can uh,
1: the way you can redistrict stuff. You can get fucking anyone you want elected. Uh-huh. Uh, it's wild. Anyway, I don't want to talk about Conrad House.
2: Yeah, because everyone's like Andrea and I are going to um, New Orleans for our April vacation, and she's like, "What do you think about living in New Orleans?" I'm like, "No," I'm like, "We cannot live in Louisiana. Just no." We can go there and visit. No way am I ever living there. Like,
1: I yeah, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Although I
2: mean, look where we are right now. We're at least purple.
1: Not where we are. Not where we are. <laughs> We're purple because of Portland. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I guess is uh, you know the devil you know. I guess I don't yeah. know. Um, but overall, uh, turning red was very enjoyable. I liked it more than I thought I was going to, and I, I went into it my uh, my uh, my prejudice going in was that I traditionally don't. Love Pixar movies as much mm-hmm. as I like the Disney ones. I'm trying not to say dislike because I don't dislike yeah. any Pixar movies. I just don't fucking love them. Like, like mm-hmm. uh, I'm not I'm not on par with everyone else on on Pixar love.
2: Mm-hmm. You're um, the one bringing down. Yes, the, uh, I bring averages.
1: down the letterbox average on on most Pixar things. Um, but yeah, totally worth watching. I think it's there. I think it's the best Pixar movie in a while. What Was the Last couple.
2: Uh, onward was one. See, and onward was soul. Sure. They, I mean, soul was good, but they got into a streak there for a while, where a lot of their films seemed very because soul plays very much like Inside Out. Yeah. Um. This is probably the best Pixar since Inside Out. What was that like 2014? Yeah, they did 2004. I no, mean, 2004. Jesus, no, was it 2004? 2000... For... No, for... it wasn't 14 when they did Toy Story 4. That was, like, 18, 2018. Wow, it was? Yeah, I think, or 17. I maybe don't even, 16. Who the fuck knows? I don't even know if I've seen it. Oh, oh, plus now it's, like, where Disney releases so many of them straight to Disney Plus. I'm like, was that a Pixar film? I don't know. Right. Because it's not like before where it's like, nope, they had, it, they had a summer date and they had a November date. Right. Those were their Pixar films. Right. They didn't come out at other times of the year.
1: Overall, Turning Red is good. Hmm. Um... I guess if you want to get mad about it, get
2: mad about it, but yeah. Speaking of getting mad, <laughs> I'm 13 films now to my uh, March Madsness. Um, what's your split between, uh, Hollywood and usually, not? usually three to one non Hollywood to Hollywood. Cause yep. as we've talked about most of his Hollywood shit, he's there for the paycheck. Sure. Um, The Three Musketeers... I got no problem with that. ...was... I put I enjoyed it? Question mark? Question mark? (laughs) But, I mean, it was a Paul W.S. Anderson film. Yep. So, Mila, of course, is in it in a heightened role that did not exist in the story. And I'm all fine for you. You don't have to remain faithful to the story. But um, there were floating fucking blimp ships in this fucking film. Did they try to go, like, steampunk with it? Kind of. Yeah. But it didn't fit with everything else. I was gonna say a little early for that. Yeah. And again, okay. If there was other evidence of other like stuff like that in the universe other than when you needed it? <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, it, that film was just a fucking mess and again, don't throw fucking Logan Lerman. As your as who your your main guy is. Talk about a blank slate. Exactly. Fuck that guy. Um. Yeah, but like Ju- Juno Temple's in it as Queen Anne or the soon to be Queen Anne. She was enjoyable whenever she was on screen. Um. Luke Luke Evans is in it.
1: She's Jesus fine.
2: Christ! <laughs> <laughs> they just got all of the. Ray, Ray, I couldn't Ray, get this guy, so Ray, let's get Ray this separate. guy. Ray. Severance Ray Guy was the, se- the One of the other Punishers uh, I'm, I'm on my Fucking letterbox. Stevenson probably. Stevenson Okay Yes uh, Orlando Bloom Is briefly in it uh, I couldn't even tell you Who the other Fucking musketeer was Cause I'm like I'm, Am I supposed to Know this guy Not Gerard Depardieu Matt Mc, Matthew McFadden
1: what else has he been in that name? Sounds familiar.
2: Uh Pride and Prejudice. Never mind. Karenina, Robin Hood, <laughs> Frost Nixon. So he, I'm sure he's done good work. What's he look like? Um that guy. Oh yeah, no, I don't know. Very never, very. never mind. He's he's a he's a Brit. Yeah.
1: He, he looks, looks, looks like very a Very Brit. British. Um He looks like he could be French too, though.
2: Yeah, it it was but very over the top, kinda stupid. Um King Arthur was another one that I was surprised really sucked. See that wouldn't surprise me. Um, well, listen to the cast. These are the knights of the Round Table: Clive Owen, uh, Ian Gruffydd. Grif- yeah, yeah. Um, Mads Mikkelsen, Joel Edgerton, Hugh Dancy, Ray Winstone. But um, Ray Stevenson again. Hmm. Um, if you're good at a thing, Till Schweiger, Stellan Skarsgard, um, Kieran Knightley as a Really actioned up Guinevere, which again didn't really make a whole lot of sense. Stephen Dillane is Merlin, great fucking cast. Why you had Antoine Fuqua direct this? I'm sorry,
1: he's the worst. Yeah, like <laughs> unless he's Denzel the is worst. in this movie
2: to overcome Antoine Fuqua. Talk
1: about a guy who I don't know. I think partial the the world really wanted him to happen. Yeah. And he's one of those that puts his name in his titles of his movies. He
2: sucks. Yeah, like he's made like one good movie. And again, Training Day, because I'm assuming that's the one you're talking about. And that's has a
1: lot of problems. I've seen tra- I and I've I say that as his one good movie. I've seen it once. I've never cared to watch it again.
2: Um, Southpaw, which again, <sighs> Jake Gyllenhaal was fantastic in the movie's a fucking mess. He is not. He he's just not a good director. He sucks. But he keeps. <laughs> he sucks. Danny sucks at his job. He keeps getting all these big fucking films because I guess people like working with him. But again, he his films. I'm always like, this doesn't make sense from a story perspective. Look, I'm sure he's a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, putting him in charge of a medieval film. Yeah. Bad fucking call. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it's it's just a mess, and I'm like, with this cast, how can you not make? A compelling King Arthur film.
1: Not adding Dev Patel, I guess. Yeah. Um, Which that didn't get a single Oscar nomination. I know. Not for anything, Dan. I know. Not even. That's like, wild. Why does that not get
2: costume design or that
1: visual is effects wild or cinematography? Yeah. Again, Speaking of
2: hashtag of Oscar So White.
1: Um, hashtag Barry Kogan Day, I guess. Mm-hmm. Kyogen, Kaowen, Kiowen.
2: Yeah, so so far I've been I've been trying to balance it because like honestly the only Mads Hollywood films that I've enjoyed so far Casino Royale which was like the, what introduced the world to Mads pretty right much. right right um, which is funny hearing him talk about it because he's like I was nervous but then I looked over he's like but then I looked over at uh, Christ Daniel Craig and I realized that guy's got to be shit in his pants <laughs> <laughs> true so he's yeah. like. So I he, realized
1: I could. not He had very little pressure on him, actually.
2: Exactly. That's <laughs> what he's like you When know, it
1: comes right down to it, yeah,
2: that's and that's how he looked at it. And, <laughs> uh, and I'm like, no one gives a shit about me. <laughs> exactly. No one's going to care. People, if are, I mad, mess up this people are mad. People are mad. Or
1: people are mad just knowing it's him because his
2: hair's not the right color. Yeah, he's blonde, I'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I watched uh, Valhalla Rising, which is um one of the earlier. Um, Nicholas Winding Refn films, um, and again for anyone Weirdo. who th- thinks that uh, <clears throat> what's his name there, Ryan Gosling talks too much in Drive. <laughs> uh, go ahead and watch this if, film. If Drive was too talky for you, yeah, because uh, he barely speaks in Valhalla Rising if he does at all. Also, doesn't speak that much in Arctic, which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically his version of Castaway. He's you don't even know how his plane crashed. The film starts with he's been there a bit. Yep. Uh, but then he's starting to get rescued in that plane, that helicopter crashes. That sucks. And the one person who kind of survives is going to die very quickly if he doesn't get this person help. So he decides, okay, maybe I Because, sh- like, he had set it up, so he was fine. Like, he was ice fishing. And... Now
1: i got to save you dumb fucks that ex- are coming to save exactly. me. Exactly. <laughs> so he has to
2: try to make the trek make sure this person doesn't die. Is this on something? Um... I think so. Did I, I, I own the DVD. So... I was able to surprisingly get a lot of these films at Bull Moose for like six bucks. Uh... Watched... After the Wedding, which was really, really good melodramatic film. Uh, apparently also remade. A lot of his films get remade. Hmm. Uh, this was remade in 2019 with like Julianne Moore. They kind of reverse-gendered some shit. Uh... But he plays a guy who runs an orphanage in India. Who this benefactor wants to give him like a couple million dollars to make some improvements. But the thing is, he's got to come back to Denmark to meet the guy, and he does. And he's like, the guy from Denmark's like, "Oh hey, you know my daughter's getting married tomorrow. I'm not ready to make the decision. Why don't you stay for the wedding? Have fun." Well, it turns out, fuck you. He goes to the wedding, and the the mother of the <laughs> bride, this guy's wife, is a woman he dated like you know twenty years ago. Sweet. Um. Then during the speech, the daughter gives the, you know, I never got to know my real dad, but thank you for being my adoptive dad. And you're like, oh, fuck. Uh-oh, Mads. And then you're like, you find out a bunch of shit. It's literally like Shyamalan twist after Shyamalan twist, only with melodrama. Like, soap opera, but it's a really good film. Um, What's that one called? After the Wedding. I watched Pusher, which is when Winding Reference' first film, where he plays kind of like a criminal guy uh, reminded me a lot of like Scorsese's Mean Streets where it's just a very street level criminal short, small film but really well done uh, I talked about The Green Butchers briefly uh, Flickering Lights which is by the same guy who directed The Green Butchers where it's the criminals who just decide they want to run a restaurant
1: mm-hmm.
2: also fun uh... oh and then the one that I had to order the German Blu-ray for The uh, the door which is really, a really fucking interesting film that, if you think about it, you're like, I'm not sure how much sense this makes. But this guy, Mads Mickelson's character, while he's off fucking his neighbor, his daughter falls into a pool and dies. Ooh. So his wife, of course, leaves him. And his wife, he's on the verge of committing suicide.
1: I mean, I I, I got to side with the wife on this one.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah not a great dad. Not <clears throat> a great dad. Um, so he almost he tries to commit suicide by falling into the same pool and his buddy rescues him. And then one day while he's like walking through his neighborhood, he seems, he's like this little kind of nookish doorway type thing. And he walks through it. It's like a little, like a Charlie Kaufman's tunnel. Yep. And when he comes out of it, he's, it's five years prior. Nice. The day his daughter dies right before it happens. Fuck. Oh, come on, man. So he goes to rescue the daughter. And then while he's in the house, because he rescued the daughter and brought her inside, his character comes back from fucking the neighbor and is like, Who the fuck are you? And they. He doesn't. The guy. His prior self doesn't see him properly. Because it's like kind of dark and shadowy. And they fight and he accidentally kills him. Yeah. So he's like, Oh shit. I've killed myself, but now I'm here to replace this person. Right. Turns out he's not the only person in the neighborhood who's gone through that tunnel. Nice. So you start seeing people fuck things up and then you're like, Oh, is this a newer version than what I saw 10 minutes ago or an older version what very very interesting film it's all about you know your choices and your consequent, the consequences of those choices and almost in a way Pet Cemetery ish where it's like is leaving them dead better you know is are you making things better yeah. by making this choice to change things or are you making things 100% worse
1: I feel like we just watched something Similar that had. Fuck. I mean, I watched a time travel movie last night, but it, that was not what it was. Um, where it was the same idea, where it was a specific place and it only took you back to a specific time. Oh, it's 1963. It's a 11. It's a. It's a, The oh, Stephen I'm King book. Jesus, yeah, because it's a specific place and it takes you back to a specific. Yeah. Well, actually, it's. Is it date? It's. It, it takes you back exactly 30 years, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, in this one, I think it's very specific as to who goes through it and when they go through it, as to what time it takes them back to, because it always seems to take them back to fix a tragedy. Oh, yeah. So it's like, <coughs> you know, there's these neighbors there, and you're like, they're they're there, and their neighbors are alive, and the kid is alive. And then, like, you see this newer set come through the tunnel, and you're like, oh, shit. And the rule is, if you come through, you have to kill the person that you're replacing, and you can't go through it again. I mean, it sets some weird rules because there's like this guy who like lives right next door to it who like, he's there to, he's the exposition guy. Hmm. Yeah, well, you gotta have one.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Especially when you have very specific rules.
2: Yes. Uh, but it, This yeah. is gonna
1: segue nicely to Adam Project, by
2: the but way. But I was just, I was stunned at like how good that movie, this movie was. I'm like, I'd never fucking heard of it. I just was going through his, you know, filmography. Because again, this all came about because I watched... Um, Riders of Justice and I'm like shit that was really really good yep. and then just realizing how many Mads Mikkelsen films are out there that I've never fucking seen and this is one of those ones that I would have never ever come across in a million years because again no. it's playing on fucking IMDB TV yeah, um, it has never had a, thea- a US <laughs> media release like like I said I had to order the German fucking Blu-ray but this it made me very happy to watch it and then I watched Another Round, which was the one that they won the Best Picture right. foreign language film for. And again, four fucking times he's brought a film in the past decade as a Danish Best, best Picture. I don't know why he doesn't... Oh, maybe he just doesn't want it, but it's, like, it's weird that he doesn't get more mainstream Hollywood film roles... Oh, I bet he could. Are, ...that aren't superhero-y or genre-based.
1: Interesting. I'm... I mean, I'm sure it's a choice at this point. Yeah. At this point, definitely. Um,
2: yeah, he just comes, gets his fucking Marvel money to yeah. be the be the very bland villain in Doctor Strange and then goes back to... And I'm sure, like, the money he makes on those films can fund a numerous amount of pictures in Denmark. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like I said, the names... I mean, Denmark's well, not ugh. a huge country, and it's funny because, like, a lot of the same... I'm seeing a lot of the same names involved. It's.
1: I was wondering if you were going to start getting the same uh because like the 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 we think of we're used to Hollywood. Mm. Hollywood is and we when we say Hollywood we're talking about the American film industry. Mm. It's huge. Yeah. And there are thousands and thousands and thousands of actors. Um in other countries that is not so. Yeah. Uh and I'm wondering if you're gonna cause like if you watch 30 Mads Mickelson movies. Yep. It's not just going to be Mads Mikkelsen at the top of your list. You're going to have a shitload of the same directors. You're going to have a yep. shitload of the same actors. You're going to see character actors that you... Oh, yeah, you...
2: because... I mean, especially like Anders Thomas Jensen, the one who did Writers um, of Justice, he's been making movies with Mads like every five years, going back 20 years. Every four or five years, they ha- they're in another film together. And he's Mads is like, no, I love this guy. I'll, I'll always. Yeah. Anytime this guy wants to make a new movie, I will be in it. Even if it's a small supporting role, I'll be fucking in the movie. Um, And Anders Thomas Jensen has also written films that other directors have done that he's been in, like uh, Susan Bien was one. And then there's um, the one who's probably the most well-known Danish director, Thomas Vinterberg, because he was part of the whole Dogma 95 movement with, like, fucking, oh, Christ, Lars von Trier, who's also Danish. But oddly enough, Mads has never been in one of his films, as far as I can tell. Probably thinks he's too fucking weird. Probably. Depressing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like you said, <laughs> I'm Mads Mikkelsen, and I think you're weird. Depressing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you said. though, Yeah. Um, once I, especially once I get all like five or four of the five, because one of them is an, un, un, unavailable completely. Um, yeah, a lot of those people who work with Anders Thomas Jensen will will have, I'm sure, five or six. Your
1: Danish Sue's.
2: <laughs> yes. Exactly. You're gonna have a bunch
1: of them. Like I like we were talking about last week. I had, like four guys in my that I watched ten movies of last year that are just character actors in Korea because you get the same same people. Yeah. in because it's, well, it's just like s- when
2: Steven Root showed up in like seven different um, <laughs> yeah. Brothers films.
1: It's just it's a smaller community uh, of of working of good working actors and actors and whatnot and, and just people in general. The other thing that you'll notice, uh, you might not, not not notice it right away. Yeah, none of them have
2: cracked <clears> over <throat> three films yet. So once. They're not going to probably show that guy over Clooney and Bruce Campbell in my list, but they'll show up.
1: What you'll really start to notice is if uh, is when you scroll down to the ones that aren't pictured, like the just lists of cinematographers and oh yeah, uh, sound people and stuff like that. There'll be I watched like fifteen of the same sound guy. Oh last yeah, oh year.
2: yeah, e- exactly. Because um, so I was noticing that I'm like, oh, Morton Silberg. Mm-hmm. I bet that's one of the Danish ones. Yep, what do you know? Did Pusher After the Wedding involve Valhalla Rising? Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, or that, that's
2: gonna start showing up. So and so
1: lot. so and so was the casting director on every fucking movie that I watched, you know, because there's if you're making a prestige movie in Denmark, he's your guy.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, I bet my cinematographers Yeah. Well
1: My big one was was sound. Um Every Korean movie goes to like the same four or five sound people <laughs> and like I had like three or four of them that were over 10. And it, that's just what you're going to get uh, when well, you I'm have like a... Greg
2: Orloff within nine, but that's only cuz he's done sound for the Coen brothers. Yeah. Todd Toon. That's a great name.
1: You can't do anything but be in sound of that kind of name. Yeah. Oh, speaking of you're not going to you're not going to get this reference unless oh, yeah, you yeah, did um, see it.
2: The <sighs> uh, composer, Yeppe Kos. Yeah. Yep.
1: I can tell you without looking, my number one composer from last year was Maug.
0: He's a, <laughs> he's a one
1: name, one word name guy, South Korean, that does everyone's fucking score. Um, how do we get? Shit, I lost my train of thought. Oh. I, I, I had a good one. Uh, <clears throat> are, you, is there, are you done with Mads?
2: Oh, yeah, I'm done with Mads. There will be more to come because, again, it's a month-long thing.
1: On the time travel thing you you mentioned like you have to have you got to have an exposition guy in a time travel movie mm-hmm. uh, we watched the Adam project last night it actually worked out really well because kind of Friday night uh, this weekend a, a very chilly movie came out in turning red and a very Colin movie came out in the Adam project um, <clears throat> Adam project is uh, Ryan Reynolds guess what you're getting Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. uh, it's also from the director and producer uh, um, of well, Reynolds produced it also, but, uh, <clears throat> a free guy, uh, it's Sean Levy. Mm-hmm. He's also going to do Deadpool three. Um, Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, this is maybe, and it might be because of the level of movies. I feel like we've been concentrated. We've watched fewer shitty movies this year, I think than ever before. And yeah. we've watched fewer kind of mid type movies. I've been watching, like,
2: really good stuff. Mm. Um, you know, like Paul. <laughs> and, you know, the uh, old, just barely missed an Academy nomination. Yeah, you know, you get Those it. Those films. Uh,
1: so maybe I'm a little uh, pretentious and dickish about uh, my criticisms right now. But, like, Adam Project is very, is perfectly enjoy. It's not as good as Free Guy. Um, perfectly enjoyable, but, man, do you have to shut it off. Mm-hmm. Because the time travel stuff makes no sense. <laughs> like, not that it doesn't make any sense. They don't do, and I think, it, I think it was a choice. It was like, look, we can either get bogged down in trying to explain this. Yeah. And trying to make it make sense. Or we can just fucking have a good time and I can fucking spit one-liners. Yeah. And they decided to go with that. Mm-hmm. Especially since there is a younger, he, The most of the movie, I should explain the movie if you don't well, know so Rodriguez. see,
2: I'm not looking for interstellar.
1: With this film. You ain't getting it. Uh, <laughs> do not worry. <laughs> that is not going to happen. Um, the whole... It, the 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 premise is pretty cool. Uh, until you start to poke holes at it. Don't ask any questions, Dan. Okay. Um, Question for <laughs> Yeah. Because you will not like the answers uh, if you get any. Um, so the movie opens with... Uh, fully, uh, a full adult, uh, Ryan Reynolds in some sort of dogfight. Uh, it is clearly, the, it's 2050. I mean, I shouldn't say it's clearly the future because of what it looks like. It fucking tells you it's 2050. Um, you get very quickly, time travel has been invented. Actually, I think there's exposition that tells you that time travel exists or no, it just says, uh, there's a little opening, uh, crawl that says, you know, fuck, time travel exists, get used to it motherfucker. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so the jet is the time machine and it's sort of like the DeLorean when you're going fast enough or whatever and you do the thing you just kind of up you can shoot a portal out and it you fly through it and it disappears um he he's getting shot at or whatever cuz he has stolen this jet uh, he's the pilot but he's like going rogue and cuz some shady shit has happened time travel wise uh, sort of biff Tannany. Uh, and they actually they they don't they don't uh, they don't hide that it's it's like, oh, like Biff. They do say that in the movie. Um, so he is going back in time because, and I won't go too far if you, if you want to really get into it. Uh, his father, Mark Ruffalo's his dad, mm-hmm. uh, he has died in a car accident. <clears throat> but he was a physics professor and he kind of unknowingly invented time travel. One of his theories turned out to be how time travel is yeah. possible and how it works um his sure enough there was a partner that screwed him over and uh after he died uh an older version of that person came back told him what stocks to invest in so that they could make this super powerful and and basically rule the world with this time travel company or whatever.
2: I just realized now there's like a category for letterbox like movies in which Mark Ruffalo explains time travel.
1: Yeah, there is. I've been seeing a lot of those lately of the of the people making letterbox lists. Very specific letterbox yeah. lists that, like two movies fit into. Um, those are funny. Uh, so he's going back. He needs to go back to 2018, but he goes back to 2022 because he didn't. You know, he was doing it in a hurry and he went and he missed. He didn't jump to the right time. Gotta
2: be uh, better attention than that, pal.
1: Yeah. So. What he's really come back to save is his wife, who is Zoe Saldana, who has gone back to 2018, but no one knows why, and she didn't come back. Because they're pilots in this, like, time force, or whatever. And she has disappeared, and he is going back to find her. He goes back to 2022, which he's missed his window, uh, and meets 12-year-old him. So... If you don't like Ryan and Reynolds' shtick, stay far away from this movie, because there's two of them.
0: Uh, Because the
1: boy does a wonderful Reynolds. Uh, And he's really good. The kid is good. I think he's going to be, he'll be something. Um, And, I don't know. Everyone is just super okay with it when they find out. Like, this 12-year-old, I mean, at first he's like, oh, you know. You see it in the trailer. I mean, if you've seen the trailer, you've seen their introduction, most of it anyway. I don't know, everyone just kind of gets past it pretty quickly and <laughs> the rules of time travel are boy they're tenuous at best. <laughs> uh as far as being like okay, I'll I will go with your movie. Yeah. Um it is aimed towards like kids Colin, people Colin's yeah. age, you know, that that it's very It feels
2: like this would have been like when we were like you 10, definitely, definitely. This would have been like our
1: last Starfightery yeah. sort of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's very much aimed at that demographic to you know have a have a good time with your son or your daughter or whatever. I, I say that because I have a kid. I'm not being sexist. God damn it. Um, so it knows it doesn't have to be Interstellar. Mm-hmm. It knows it doesn't really have to explain it. So it doesn't. <laughs> uh, it's very conveniently. Any of the 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 baddies that come to get you uh, that they've sent after him, of course they're faceless, they have helmets on, and uh, when you shoot them, they just kind of explode into this like digital mist mm-hmm. because you can you're not going to show blood. Yeah. But you also can't really have a movie like this without some baddies dying, so they explain it away that if you die, not everyone has a fixed time. Like you and I right now sitting here are on our fixed timeline. If we go back in time, or or I think you can only well no you can go ahead because they go home. Uh, if you go back in time and you die outside of your fixed timeline, you're you just kind of evaporate. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty convenient. Yeah. Uh, so that you don't have to you're not leaving bodies all over the place. <laughs> you're not
2: Mads Mickelson in the door burying his his former self in right. the backyard.
1: And you're not uh, you're not pulling the I mean it's not time travel but you're also not you don't have a tank full of Hugh Jackman's. <laughs> you know. <laughs> That have, that have been uh, that's a letterbox
2: com- category right there films where characters dispose of themselves from a previous timeline or duplicate
1: uh, yeah you're not drowning Hugh Jackman's on the daily <laughs> 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 so uh, it, yeah if you shut off and just watch it and enjoy it for it's Reynoldsness and uh, uh, fucking what's Lecter's name god damn it was married to Ben Affleck. Jennifer Garner. Oh. She's the mom. She plays his mom. Um it's good. It's you know, it's there's it's very father sonny. Uh it's all well, it's all it's very uh I shouldn't say just father son because it's also very much cuz the father dies and the whole thing is the kid start is is a kind of a dick and he's acting out and he treats his mother like shit mm-hmm. and she's like the whole time trying to put up this strong mm-hmm. face but meanwhile she's like she just lost her husband. She's yeah. fucking a mess also but uh that's kind of the whole movie and it does have some it has some good themes and it's 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 i'm it's the sort of thing that you'd want your kid to watch and kind of understand because it gets into grief a little bit and stuff like that um but the mechanics of of the time travel and like it's not so much the time travel it's the it goes back to uh the whole thing in endgame where like that the whole conversation of of endgame where mm-hmm. like going back does not change the future because that's already happened and, and so because mm-hmm. that's already your past. So that's not gonna change that. That doesn't make any sense. But here that is exactly how it works, mm-hmm. but only when it's convenient. Yeah. It's weird. It's like sometimes there are so many times I just wanted to be like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. A few minutes ago you said specifically that it's a lot of things are just to drive the plot forward. Like yeah. we need this to be the way it works. Right now, yeah. I don't give a shit if it doesn't work that way later. It's Ten minutes of,
2: from now, we might need to work a different. We needed to do, do s- yes. Okay.
1: We need different magic a few minutes from now. It's just like the the classic. Uh, uh, speaking of Ben Affleck again, when Ben Affleck was like, "Hey, how come we don't just? Uh, wouldn't it be a lot easier to train the astronauts to be drillers?" And Michael Bay's like, "Shut the fuck up." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're teaching drillers to be astronauts because that's way more interesting. Yeah. Uh, I don't give a shit if it doesn't make sense. Um it's kind of like that. Katherine yep. <laughs> Keener's in it doing her uh she's the villain mm-hmm. so she's doing her best. Katherine Keener. Yeah. Um Ruffalo's doing Ruffalo. Reynolds is doing Reynolds. He's
2: that shaggy dog likable guy. Yep.
1: Well, and he Well, he's basically being Bruce Banner. Yeah. Like he's basically doing his Bruce Banner. <laughs> I mean he's a physics professor. Yes. <laughs> he's been typecast fucking <laughs> Ruffalo. Uh, <laughs> Ruffalo does a lot of good work. Um, yeah, so it, it was uh, it was a solid three and a half. I, I'll never watch it again. Yeah. Um, that's a good way to put it. I will definitely watch Free Guy again. I've already seen Free Guy twice. I'll, I'm sure I'll watch it again at some point. Hell, the
2: kids are watching Free Guy at school. They're in recess time right now. In are the they? Classroom. Yep. I had to cover, Free Guy's awesome. I had to cover Miss Collins' room, so I got to watch 40 minutes of Free Guy.
1: Had you s- You've you seen it, right? Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Which kind of pissed me off, though, because I want to keep watching. Yeah, Free Guy's I'm like, good. I'm like, damn it, the bell rang.
1: That's a real that 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 uh, that movie makes very good use of Watiti. Mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> yes, it does. My God, <laughs> it's just. Uh... I mean, it, usually he's in his own movies, so it's not really like mm-hmm. you go get Taika Watiti to do something. But like, you're always going to get Taika, mm-hmm. uh, much like you're always going to get Ryan Reynolds. But it's amazing uh, when you get. You get Ryan Reynolds in all your different Ryan Reynolds, and you get Wahlberg in all your Wahlbergs, but they're all playing basically the same character. Taika Waititi's playing Hitler. Yep. He's playing a rock alien. Yep. He's playing a fucking video game designer. Playing a vampire. Playing a vampire. And it's all him. Yep. But what makes it interesting is how wildly different the characters are, but it's still him. (laughs) Taika as Hitler is fucking amazing. Um, And... Anton, I can't remember what his last name is, I think it, maybe is he just a one name guy, he's a one word name guy in that movie, just Anton, i uh, and free guy, but anyway, uh, that's all I got.
2: That's all I've got.
1: It's two hours and sixteen minutes, wow. Yeah. Nice. Alright, uh, is there anything else, what's coming out? I feel like we kind of, we, we were kind of leading up to some stuff coming out and hit the hump and uh, I
2: don't remember. Is anything. there nothing else until summer? I'll, probably, I'll, have, no, I'll have like West Side Story watched by the end of this mm-hmm. week, hopefully, maybe drive my car. I mean, because yeah, we've got the Academy Awards coming up, so we'll I I'll should... probably <clears throat> want to talk about those films, like, beforehand.
1: I should try to watch Especially if car. we record on
2: the 27th, which will be the night, the day of the, the, the Oscars. So right. We can do, like, some of our predictions and shit. Because this year, I'll actually, if I will have watched all of the Best Picture nominees.
1: Oh, wow. Which, for a year with well, 10 nominees is fucking... because it's a month later than it usually is.
2: That and so many came out streaming
1: really immediately. quick. Yeah. yeah. Which I think they might be starting to catch on this to that. Year, which means
2: this year I won't have a Brooklyn.
1: <laughs> it would actually be perfect if I watched Brooklyn the day before the Oscars. <laughs> I
2: think this one has a chance. <laughs> 7 years after it was nominated. <laughs> yeah, cuz it's yeah, cuz I've seen Nightmare Alley, I've seen Don't Look Up, I've seen Dune. Oh, give me give me the categories.
1: Yeah, Brooklyn came out in 2015.
2: I've seen Coda. i uh, seen King Richard, which still blows my That's fucking...
1: That's going to win shit. That's going to win... It really is, because... That's going to win some acting categories. It got,
2: categories. like, a Screen Actors Guild Award, for, which is usually a pretty big fucking, you know, bellwether for the who wins the best picture. I mean, the best actor. I think
1: it's. I think it's going to win... Isn't there uh, at least even money on Will Smith? And then uh, uh, Best Supporting. Yeah,
2: because let's see. Best Actor is Javier Bardem, Benedict Cumberbatch, Andrew Garfield, Will Smith, Denzel. Seen all of those. Oh, I haven't seen Belfast yet, but that just came out to Letterboxd. But yeah, I've seen for Actor in a Supporting Role, I've seen Four of the Five. Actress in a Leading Role, I need to see The Eyes of Tammy Faye. That's on HBO. Have
1: you seen Spencer?
2: Yes. Spencer was actually quite good. I really liked it. I've seen The Lost She's Daughter.
1: like leader in the clubhouse, right?
2: Yeah, so I've seen four of the five for Best Actress. Actress in a Supporting Role, one, two, three. I, by, I will have seen all five of those hopefully by next week. Yeah, because ch- checking off uh, Belfast is going to hit a lot. I've only seen, for animated, Mitchells. But what else is there Encanto, Luca, Ray, Ray and the Last Dragon. And then like an adult one called Flea, which is like immigrants and shit.
1: Cinematography. That's that's a weak group. Cinematography.
2: I've seen all those costume design. I've seen four of the five directing. I need to like, because I've seen Licorice Pizza. I've seen West Side Story. I've seen Power of the Dog. I need to watch Belfast and drive my car. Flea's also up for do- best documentary, which tells you something. Yeah. Um, ooh, Ascension's nominated. That's another one of the mountain ones. I do want to see that Attica documentary, too. Film editing. I've seen all the film editing.
1: You're not going to see it on the Oscars, though. Oh, that was my good oh, Oscar and Flea trope. Is,
2: is from Denmark, so man. <coughs> with my, now uh, you
1: Now you have to watch it.
2: Yeah. So yeah, most of... Best picture, I, I'll need to have seen Belfast and Drive My Car and West Side Story, which I'm almost done with. And then, yeah, I will have seen all 10. And the, the, the chances of me seeing all 10 are really good because they're all available right now. Yeah. Except I don't think Lucrush Pizza is actually available right
1: No, now. it is not. I do know that. Um, I did a... <laughs> I've done a deep haim dive since we last... Actually, I shouldn't say that. It's actually pronounced Haim. Yes. Uh, since we last recorded... Um, because it dawned on me,
2: free guys nominated for best visual effects. That's fair. Yeah, uh, it's not going to win any of these. Beat in It's not going to beat out Dune, No Time to Die, Shang Chi, or Spider Man. But
1: again, the the Green Knight Slander is yeah, it is really it is weird.
2: Stunning how like that didn't get.
1: Any you would think thing. that would be like, hey, we get shit all the time for not nominating like nerd movies. Yeah, A twenty four made a nerd movie. We can nominate the shit out of that and still feel nice and pretentious yeah. and shitty about yeah. ourselves.
2: And, and it's got a gut, the weed. as we've, we've nominated him before. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: A couple times. Yeah, I think. Did he win for Lion? No.
2: No, no. No.
1: I don't know. But everyone loved him. Everyone loved him. before. Him. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Green Knight's pretty good, so
2: watch yeah. it. Well, then again, like... Fucking Nick Cage didn't get nominated for Pig, and honestly, I think that one should have gotten a couple.
1: I thought that 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 was was,
2: screenplay too.
1: I thought that that was enough, and I still haven't watched it. It's on Hulu. Um, That was enough. I thought that that would be enough coming back around from the Nick Cage uh, craziness that it would be just enough for the Academy. Like this is what we nominate right here. Yeah, Do you know what I'm saying? Kind of like yeah. Oh by the way the- cuz they love their they love they you know they love the shit out of nominating Mickey Rourke. Yeah. This is that that's what the, I guess that's kind of yeah. how I felt about this. That like this would I thought they would be like fucking tripping over themselves mm-hmm. to nominate Nick Cage for this.
2: They put out a new trailer for the unbearable weight of massive mm-hmm. talent. It looks even better now. Really? Yes. <laughs> cuz the new trailer adds in a twist that it left out of the first one which I so don't think I it don- ruins the film by
1: any means but maybe I'll skip it anyway though. Because <laughs> that's the sort of thing I could make it to whenever I see it without seeing another thing about it. Probably, yeah. um, I hear uh, everything everywhere all at once is very good. Yes, that came out this week. Yeah. Uh, probably, so probably, so in four months or whatever, oh, we'll actually the thing, do cause see like, it.
2: A twenty-four. They'll ha- what they'll <laughs> do is they'll have a, a one-night online screening because that's what mm. they did with Lamb. Where for twenty bucks you rent it, yeah, and it's only available between like eight and midnight that yeah. one day. Um, it worked really well when I watched Lamb I mean yeah. it was a good a good stream um, they had like a little like Q&A thing with it to, oh like, cool. kind of like a bonus feature to watch with it so I like that yeah that's the type of film I would pay 20 bucks to stream at home yep and just cause I like what A24 puts out most of the time most of the time their, uh, their, their hit record is pretty good though yes as far as what percentage of like really fucking good movies they put out versus eh
1: yeah yeah, it's weird. The to... eh, that's just weird. Um, are you still thinking about come and see? About what? Come and see. What
2: one's that again? Oh, oh yeah. No, <laughs> That's still. Every time I see the news, it's like something else hits about that. I'm just like, isn't that oh, like God.
1: that movie sticks? Yep, <laughs> yes, it
2: does. <laughs> I
1: mean, especially considering like the the way that you more so than me, like for you that was
2: like 25 movies ago. Yeah. But still like No, like and it's anytime I see news coming out of Ukraine where it shows like <clears throat> the citizen soldiers, I'm just like, yeah. There's gonna be so much fucking trauma, man. <laughs> so much fucking trauma. That's fucked up. Yeah. Especially now that you know like Russia's bombing hospitals and shit. And yeah. Schools you're just like, Oh man. Yep. Yeah. People are done getting fucked up over there with this. Yeah. And then you learn about these kids that are, like, hiking 700 miles to get out of there. And it's... <sighs>
1: the kid fucking marched, marched to Poland by himself. Yeah. Marched, walked, made his way. Yeah, wild. Meanwhile, we
2: can't get our kids to... Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the gym for something.
1: <laughs> yeah. So on that happy note, we'll be back next time. Yeah. I don't know. Bye.